0: welcome to encounter this is a podcast and radio show where adam prime joe costa and cole persio seek to encounter christ culture and community before we dig into this week's episode which we are very much looking forward to we just wanted to paint the picture of what it looks like to be behind the scenes of one of these episodes so joe cole and i we sit down we pray together um, we talk about topics we would like to learn about like to explore We talk about guests that we think would be appropriate for those topics, and we pray that one, it would help our listeners become better disciples of Christ, uh, and two, even better yet, become a disciple of Jesus Christ. So those are our two kind of guiding criteria for what we talk about and who we talk to. And every time we do decide on a topic, we spend hours reading the Bible, reading other books, reading secondary sources and trying to get a hold of what this topic is from a bunch of different angles so that when we have these conversations, uh, you hear um, people who have done kind of the hard work for you. So what this is, is a conversation backed by prayer information, and sometimes we come to small disagreements, and it's good to hear them and flesh them out as long as we are centered upon the foundation of the Holy Word of God. And as we move forward with this topic today, this is something that's been on my heart, and uh, it's the reason why we have a youth leader here today acknowledging that we are not experts we're just people that did a little bit of hard work to get to the point where we can have a conversation that's open with the information that we have so to thank or appreciate or help us have some feedback on how to move forward please like subscribe and favorite this podcast so that we know we are very receptive to feedback and appreciate every little bit that we get Tonight we have a special guest, Brady Montag, and we have a really—a uh, topic that we're excited to talk about because I think each of us have come from different backgrounds and have unique perspectives to offer on um, those backgrounds and uh, and how they come to it. So our, our, our main topic tonight is, why are kids leaving the church today, and what can we do about it? So we're going to look at it from a few different angles, and— tonight we are welcomed by brady um so brady do you want to give us a little bit let the the listeners situate who you are and just give us a three minute kind of rundown sure, of who you are
1: sure first let's say thanks uh for finally having me on here not finally that sounds like a shot but uh, <laughs> glad to finally get down here with you guys and uh you know have something i'm um, passionate to talk about but uh yeah before we get into it we'll talk about me a little bit so um you know, I've always been a uh, a church kid. I I kind of thought about this the other day. You know, hanging out with um, Pastor Vince's son. You know, Vince. Um, you know, he always talks about being a PK, and I was what I'd say is a DK. So I was the deacon's kid, basically. You know, my grandpa was. <laughs> I never was, heard that. Uh, too, yeah. So he was in you know deacon at the church. You know, grew up family is very um, very visual in the church. Um, you know, we're at the one of the forefronts of a Baptist church and he ran Bible studies and Sunday school, all that. But, um, anyway, so I, you know, I grew up in, in a household where, you know, I wasn't always uh, with my mom. I was back and forth with grandparents and, um, my, uh, and my dad. And so, you know, I kind of bounced around, but I always had the uh, churches a solid rock for me to, to start off. Um, got saved, I'd say probably around six or seven as what well, I'd roughly say is my first encounter with Christ uh, as a decision at, at, push the rock, um, basketball camp actually. Um, you know, years down the line going into, you know, middle school, high school, uh, you know, I attended church consistently, uh, at Calvary Chapel from, we're just talking about third grade, 16 years now. Um, but my faith wasn't exactly my own yet. I don't believe I really made that decision yet. Um, you know, I said I was saved, but don't know if necessarily... Wait, you still haven't, or at that... I have now. Okay, <laughs> I have now, gotcha. Yes. Okay. I'm well, saying it... In the water. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a short episode. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll walk up the steps. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I would say that I was saved at that younger age, but moving on, it never really made my faith my own. And I'd say in high school was where I finally really recommitted my life to Christ Um, and started taking the more serious... Uh, approach it my faith and kind of backed away from those things that were not as godly in my life and tried to focus on and lo and behold uh, through a raising from the church and a lot of friends chipping in i'm now privileged to lead the junior high youth group so i'd say after that rambling it's what so rambling at all were you if you ever were or and when were you baptized so i was baptized i Hard pressed to tell you what year it was. I believe I was in middle school. Okay. I was baptized at Calvary's um, Halawasa. Okay. Um, trip. I was actually privileged to be baptized with uh, Adam's dad there. BP. And my family. Yeah. Nice. Very good old Barry, Barry. Prime dip in there. Um. But yeah, and I was able to be baptized by the church that I think uh, could have saved me from uh you know a darker darker future yeah. that could have been there. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh, you know, very grateful for the family that I found here. Mm. Where's it going? And, and, and you left out the small,
0: most important fact is that you currently have a mustache.
1: Oh, that is true. That's right. true. That, it, very that very is more a part mustache. of who you are currently <laughs>
0: <laughs> than your walk. Yeah, so, I mean, I, one thing that I uh, love about you and your testimony is that, you know, God, God – reached you through unordinary means or, or not typical means, right? Like normally it's like you grow up in a you know, a nice, easy, you know, like a household, you got two parents ministering to you and you were ministered to by an entire church and, mm-hmm. and, and poured into by so many different people. And I think it's a testament to how churches how effective churches can be mm-hmm. when they do it right. Yes. Recognizing definitely. when there's a need and, and meeting it. And two, just how amazing God is that he's brought you where, you know, mm-hmm. now you're ministering to other kids and you have a healthy marriage and all this stuff. So yeah. It's, it's awesome.
1: uh, it's great. You know, coming through all, all that, seeing God, seeing me through and, uh, and also seeing my family through, you know, some things at times as well. It's, it's mm-hmm. good. It's good to see. Yeah, awesome. Definitely.
0: So, you know, we, we were, the topic tonight is perfect uh, for you because you're a youth leader and, and you, you kind of see the kids go in and out. And mm-hmm. we were all at one point at least attended a youth group temporarily and, mm-hmm. Um, so I think we all kind of have a different perspective, but you're the only one I think who's actively leading um, that 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 subgroup. So the youths, the youths, the youths. Yeah.
2: Um, but also it, for another reason why he's good for this is because he was a kid who didn't leave. Mm. When like all the odds, probably like all the I, after you know after putting like this together, like the stats that you see, like he probably would have fell into any one of the categories of
1: people who would have just left. Mm. Um. So yeah, I, I also saw that I was go, What I was going through was I. I if I had to boil it down to, to three things, I think, and we kinda already covered it in this short span, is that in those through my life the, the three constants I had was I, I I had parental figures, whether it was actually my parents mm-hmm. or grandparents that I could look to that did give me a, a biblical representation of what it, it looks to be like in the daily walk with Christ. I had um I think a little more than some of my friends that may have gone away and people that had been in youth group, I had another group of friends in you guys that were a little bit older that stepped in and were able to keep me more accountable and um, and were able to you know graft me into your group at that point. Mm. And then the third was just having a church with sound teaching and that focused mm. on all the right things and some of the stuff that we'll go into uh, later on. We did right, um, at least for what I see was done right for me. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, those are definitely what you want if you want to grow up. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: good, good couple, three things. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Good, good three things. Yeah.
0: yeah, and just, I mean, I don't know. It, it is kind of relevant because you are a science-minded person, right? So your current profession is?
1: Nursing. All right. So, yeah, I'm currently I mean, a nurse through all this.
0: Yeah, so um, that that does help for our future conversation because you'll see some of the conclusions we come to um, uh, will be kind of related to that. Um, and and having a mind that works in a scientific way, and mm-hmm. and how that's important, and how the people who minister to you minister to that mind when you were in church, you mm-hmm. know. So that's cool. Yeah, I think we covered. I think they basically can picture you. They know you. Yeah. They just see a mustache with a yeah
1: mustache, uh, Phillies Phillies your... hat, and a, and a nice golf fleece. A nice yeah. golf <laughs> fleece. Just <laughs> the <to laughs> paint that's it right. for you guys.
0: <laughs> All right. So well, I think the first thing we want to do, and anybody feel free to chip in because uh, it's this is. I want to set the scene for reinforcing the statement that kids are leaving the church. So what is the current state of the church and 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 are kids leaving or are we just being dramatic about it? Like are we the, are we the parents in footloose um grumpy and telling everybody not to uh, dance or are we actually just saying all right, this is the actual reality of what it is we're unhappy about it and we want to see God glorified in it? And so um, one thing that, uh, when we were looking at a few different studies, uh, we noticed a few commonalities. So I'm going to read just a couple stats, and I'm just bear with me for two minutes. Uh, I'm going to just give you some stats from a couple different denominations about studies that have been done, and you're going to see that some of the numbers vary slightly between different denominations and faiths, but they're close enough where we see a pattern. And so there was a study done by Ken Ham, and they uh, I mean, they interviewed 22,000 adults, 2,000 teens in over 25 separate uh, surveys. And so this is one of the studies we're going to be resorting to the most throughout tonight when we're talking because it's the most in-depth. It not only covered how many are leaving, but it covered what those people's beliefs are, how they changed, and the reasons they believe. But just going off of – how many they believe are leaving, um, 60% of 20-somethings who were involved in a church during their junior years are now gone from the church. So that's a revealing fact. Um, 60% of those, not just general population, aren't going. 60% of those who did attend church regularly with their families are now no longer attending in their 20s.
2: I'd be interested—I mean, unless you have it somewhere else down here, I'd be interested to know how many of those
0: 60% are going to college.
2: Hmm. Is that where they're? Lo- is that w- what's making them
0: go astray? Well, I think we kind of talk about that for when they leave. It's uh, when we talk about the stats, like the they average. See, right, a little bit below sixty-one percent were disengaged by the time they were their twenties.
2: Well, right. But is that
1: because Something of about the age, mean? or is that because of college? Yeah, so, or is that- okay. so I actually had some stats from when I read through. Um, that yeah. uh, Ken Ham's book, the Already Gone book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wrote down, actually, so their stats there showed that 39.8%. Um, it's a little bit different than what you were asking, but it yeah. showed that their first doubts started in middle school.
3: Mm. And it actually yep. goes down.
1: 43.7% started to have their first doubts in high school, and it was only 106 that actually had their first doubt in college. Um, so I don't know if that kind of paints the picture a little it bit, does. a little bit more mm-hmm. there. But I was surprised by that fact that and, and those stats were the,
0: were the most leading for the solutions. Yes, you know if if that if was a sixty-something percent were leaving before middle school or in middle school, or had their uh, first doubts.
1: Uh, yeah, these weren't leaving the first time they had doubts in middle school was about thirty-nine point eight percent. Okay, and these um, the stat was coming out of those were no longer um, those that no longer believed in the accounts of the Bible um, okay. that, as being true.
2: So is that? Are we looking at the same thing here, where it says? So this is
1: a stat that I took out of the book. The same, um, same s- book. Same book, but it, this was just a stat that I put down on my own when I, I okay. read a little Okay, and not bit I'm not, that. not
2: not that I don't believe it or anything. I'm just, like, when was you know when that book was written? Two
0: thousand nine.
2: Okay, so that might be very different now. Yeah. You think- what is this? Because uh, I think I don't, I don't know it, when it happens. What well, it is important, but it's not the most important. It's why it's happening mm-hmm. is probably the most important. But what is? I don't know this one here. Um, the LifeWay research, 70% will leave the faith in college. Only 35% uh, percent eventually return. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, I don't know. So whenever, whenever is, is less concerning as why it's happening.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Some of these are different, and I think some of the ways they interpret the data is different too. Um, like leave in college, are we talking about all these people are – were they regular attenders? Did they go to a church once? The first study tells that they're describing they went every single Sunday, mm-hmm. and now they don't go to any Sunday. So like mm-hmm. that's that's different because right. like I don't know they had faith. What does that mean? You know, leave the faith in the college. Does that mean that they said right, that right, they right, believe right. but they never went to church? Well then, how you know how real yeah, yeah, was yeah, it back yeah, then? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that yeah the Lifeway one um, and then the Baptist one, um, the Southern Baptist Convention data says that seventy to eighty eight percent of their youth. After their freshman year in college, uh, are are um, leaving the faith. Seventy percent of teenagers involved in church youth groups stop attending church within two years of their high school graduation, and I think some of these speak to individual dominations too. And I, we can get into that in a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, then we have. Um, Gen Z and Religion, what new data shows, this is a, a book um, called Gen Z and Religion. It says a study drawn on a survey from more than 2,200 Gen Z Americans found that 45% of Gen Z Americans rarely or ever attend church, while just one in four reportedly attend weekly or more. So we see this trend
1: of— Just real quick, what's yeah. what's— what is Gen Z, dude? I'm so confused about that. There's so many I different think it's
4: after thing. 2000.
1: Something it. is it, yeah. I, that needs a Google because I'm like I've been told I'd, I'm in three different categories see? and I never know which one well, I actually. If, I, am. if you're in
4: 1996, you are on the edge of two. I'm a 98. Yeah, you're. On, I um, mean, pretty sure we're Gen Zs. I know I that Gen Zs like 90, are after
0: millennials, right? Yeah, they're younger. Yeah, they are younger.
4: Oh my gosh, why am
0: why? I it pulled hold up on. a graph. Yeah, same. A, I'm in the same a exact graph.
3: <laughs> this oh.
0: sh- uh, Hold on. All right. If I need a graph, it's not worth it.
1: Why would you just not tell me? Yeah. So I would be categorized, I guess, according mm-hmm. to that graph as a millennial. Okay. Gen Z is 1997
0: no, no, to no, no, 2012. This... Say it again. Yeah. 90 1997 seven, to 2012 2000. is Gen Z. Millennials is 81 to 96. If you were born in that? Yeah. yeah. Right, so yeah,
1: if you were born. Gen Z for me then. Yeah, yeah. So
0: you and I are millennials. Gen Z, Gen Z, mm-hmm. okay. no, the beginning of it. Yeah. So, Joe what, and what are I we are in right now? Generation Alpha. They're starting all if, over. If now? you're born, okay, yeah, mid uh, 2010s to now is Generation Alpha.
2: See, how come nobody ever? T- all you hear is like Gen Z or Millennials, and like no I one's don't one's think one.
0: they have a say. They're like dependents still, you know. So, like, uh, you're right. They're not like yeah, kind of born yeah. yet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe they are. I don't what, know. Is, like, what is Alpha? When, is the, when are going. they born? 2010s to mid. To mid I mean, two, they're 12.
4: I didn't think that it could overlap. I don't know. Generations things is just very confusing. I swear they make I'll it up. We're loosely yeah, around
0: like three, depending on what graph you look
4: at it. All I, I know is you're just... supposed
0: to be mad at them all the time. <laughs> yeah, is yeah you're supposed to be
4: mad at the next one for something, or the previous one for something. Yeah, yeah for millennials,
0: it was, yeah. it was like avocado toast, like forever. You're yeah, supposed and, to look in now... the
4: mirror for ours,
0: I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. One. So <laughs> for uh, – okay, so I don't even know what that was – It was uh, that was just a sidetrack.
4: Yeah, we're Gen Z study. Yeah, that's
0: So. We have um, a few different studies that paint the picture of why kids are – or actually that kids are leaving. And I don't think that that's an observation that you can't just look around your church and see. I, I know for me, I went –
2: For Gen just, Z, you're
0: saying? No, just in general. Like oh, you okay. notice that kids are missing in the church, yeah. um, especially – I think Calvary is unique that the 20-something group is actually the biggest group.
4: Now, is that unique I, to ours? Yeah, or is I was that... going to say I feel like that's very unique to ours. That's what I just said. Oh. To
0: Calvary. It's very unique to Calvary. Yeah. To our Calvary? To or... our Calvary Chapel, oh, okay, yeah. Okay, okay yeah. Because yeah. Uh, everywhere else has a, is struggling. You know? Yeah. Right, was, came that. on
2: and Zach came on and they were like, man, you guys have a young church compared to ours. Yeah. And they were like 20 minutes down the road.
0: So God is blessing it and I don't, not, I mean, but I don't think that's the standard for every church. Right, right, right. No, no, yeah.
1: Yeah, because I would, ar- I could, you could argue that I think your generation into my generation, I don't know if we would split that, but our age group is kind of where I think things started to really spiral. I think it was kind of a downslope and then I think we kind of hit our age groups and I think that's where there was a, I mean, I don't know, statistically, we'd have to look through like time frame, but I feel like that's when things, church attendance and uh, so what, defi- about what, willful defiance, I believe, Okay, about is, what
2: year are you talking, if you could put a year on that?
1: On when it starts?
2: Approximately, but the spiral, yeah.
1: I, I mean, if I had to look at, like personal if i had to base it off of mine because i've only been through it yeah. i would start at 98 the year i was born obviously i can't attest for that but i can say my age group has always been a willfully defiant age group we've always been the one that's been told you're the worst group that's gone through school and all of that things like that and i think it like mm-hmm. that's kind of where morals became much more loose and the ability to find absolute truths became much more difficult
2: do you think that has any anything to do with the explosion of the internet and social media I think so I was, yeah.
1: yeah it's actually one of the yeah. points that I, mm-hmm. I had oh, for I uh, no thinking. you're good no no, like, no wait, if you want I can jump yeah, in, in so um, before I went in and read uh, this you know the book with where I have most of my statistics from I kind of wrote down some of my own thoughts on what I my observations that's are that's cute you have like a journal what I think yeah, you should have titled it Brady's yeah. Thoughts Yeah, it actually is <laughs> Brady's Thoughts right here you want to see it right here Brady's Thoughts <laughs> And then there's a, a one <laughs> Did underneath. Did you see that? I saw. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the, the first point that kind of came to mind was that, like anything else right now, um, the church is vying for the attention of kids. And as there's been an influx in information and the ability to access that, there's also been an influx in distractions and you know misinformation, however you want to take that that word. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're going against TikTok, YouTube, Facebook... Mm-hmm. All of those, and you 're vying for that time for for kids and ultimately for for hearts and minds down the line, mm-hmm. um, going into just some statistics that I pulled off um, on average, um, this comes from common sense media it 's a, a nonprofit that promotes uh, safe technology use for kids. Um, it shows that teens average about seven hours and twenty two minutes on their phones, and there wasn 't much of a difference between that and Older generations, like with us now, um, if anything, it was like our, hour, give I, or take, either th- way.
2: Right, and I think that's partly because like these platforms, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, all of them, they they're mastering. Like it's not even it's not just with kids. Like they're mass, they're getting into like the human. It's like, yeah, the psyche, mm-hmm. and they're mastering how to how to make how to purposely make it addictive, and everyone's susceptible to it. Yeah, yeah. and it feeds whether into you're exactly what you want. You're, right, right. Yeah, it's
1: just like based off your political views, you get fed what you right, right, right. want like, like, to see. And, and um, and I don't know. That was the thing that kind of was troublesome for me is you know it's hard when uh, all the kids and people at home they're you know they're in seven hours, almost seven and a half hours a day, where it's all world media. Whatever they choose, which typically the world creeps in, whether you're trying to control you know, what your uh, media consumption is. But you know, looking at what I have during the week, I get, I get two hours with the kids on a Wednesday night. That's if the kids show up on time when we're supposed to start at 6.30 and, and stay until the 8.30 mark. Um, and then on Sunday, they get an hour and a half, and that's if they show up. Is not all kids come on Sundays. Some only come on Wednesdays. So you're fighting. You're only getting three and a half hours of the kids. And out of that time, you have to look at how much of that are you able to actually give them the truth and how much of that time are we giving them the truth? Because I give them a 20-minute message because that's about all they can really handle it at this point attention span wise yeah and that's and, about standard yeah for the average and, kid and it's standard so out of those you know i'm only getting twenty minutes there and then Pastor Vince gets you know th- maybe thirty minutes thirty five on a sunday if they're there so you, you're you barely scratching sixty minutes on a long day the question
2: what, what's your age bracket real quick
1: for uh... for junior high yeah um... i would have to look at ages or sixth grade to eighth grade okay to so middle school so, yeah, yeah okay. middle school so yeah middle, so, yeah, middle that a, age
2: kids wh- do all of your
1: kids, or if not, like how? what's the percentage of kids that have phones? So I actually have a group that um, doesn't have a lot of phones. Okay. So I actually would say maybe less than half. Okay. Shout out to your kids who are not having phones. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them uh, don't have um, the ability to access social, me- social media as easily as you know a lot of kids do right now, which is which is good because they're not getting fed as much of the uh, – yeah. The awful stuff that's See, on. See, the there. thing is, for them though, they probably think it's a curse. Yeah. They probably can't
2: understand that it's really a blessing in disguise. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, maybe I, they can. Yeah, I don't know. Def- like, yeah. you know, yeah, at they, that age, no that's way. hard. No, there's yeah. no way.
1: Because I got into that this Wednesday, and I just they kind of got a little bit of blank stares, which I understand because I do remember that age. But mm-hmm. I was like, you don't understand. Like, you, you're better off when you can control what you're what you're consuming outside of here. So, you know what's crazy is, and you're mentioning these social media platforms, and I, I. I've,
0: Reach, I, I just started a unit that where I'm teaching the social dilemma, the documentary and, and mm-hmm. uh, to my yeah. seniors. Nice. Um, so I just showing it, I just made a unit for it. They're reading articles and like picking aside. And, and I tried to make an example about it that while the movie showing, they're on their phones and they're swiping through all of the apps. They're not, they can't watch. So we did a, like a character building thing where we watched Apollo 13, the whole school watch at the same time they stream it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then we're supposed to have discussion afterwards. and, and, and they just – the the climate committee just basically decided that the kids don't have attention spans for movies. So we tried a really, like, flashy new movie last year. It was a newer one that was mm-hmm. really high energy, you know, and a sports movie. And we they serve it to the teachers, and there's, like, 20% of the kids were looking up during the movie. And so – like the attention span has shrunk from like Facebook, where you can post a really long thing. You know, that's I think my generation was Facebook. Okay, and then, so, so, so. And then it's shrinking to Twitter, which mm-hmm. is a short thing, and then you're going to TikTok, which you can max have like what a 30 second video, and then the, the shorter they are, the more clicks you get. So mm-hmm. most videos are under six seconds on TikTok. So you go from they can their max attention span is shrinking down the six seconds. And then, so you're getting twenty minutes. Like that's that's hard to hold their attention for that mm-hmm. long. And then you get to the point where a movie is not entertaining. I mean, when I was in high school and they showed a movie, minute with the whole week, man, my whole week. Like, asked a question. Here's my question: Is it actually that they don't have the
2: attention span for a movie, which is very believable? But mm-hmm. or is it or is it like I don't want to say that, or is it the addiction to the phone as far as like um the, the like the FOMO, fear of missing out? Like, oh man, what if something's happening? Let me check. Is it is it actually like I can, because
0: I would say I mean, it's both.
2: Because yeah, it, it is a little I, bit hard to believe that they can't pay attention. I mean, when you go to
0: when any time the new Marvel movie comes out, they're like three and a half hours, and people are people are like zoomed no, in they're on. They're sleeping. It. If what? they're not on their phones, no, no. The my, I'm in, going no, to. Hold on. I'm saying in the classroom, if they're not, if I, if you really get on them, like you can't have your phone out while we're showing this. It's remember the Titans. You can stay awake. You know, mm-hmm. they sleep. To, there's only two options. But why
2: is that not the case? Like in the, like I like I'm saying like you go to watch the newest Marvel movie like you see people like hooked because, because they're choosing, choosing it, to it. Yeah, yeah. And it's also
1: I think it's more of mixed with like psychology. I'm not going to act like I I know a ton of psych, but I did have a little bit for school. Um, it part of it is the overstimulation that you get from everything. So mm. you can be on your phone, you're scrolling, you're stimulated constantly, you're reading, your brain's clicking, you see yeah. ads, you all this stuff, and then you go to something that. You know, if if you're not specifically choosing like a Marvel movie, for instance, um, let's say you're going and you have a documentary that you have to watch in school or, or not even that, remember the Titans. If that's not something that you're super interested in, it's not gonna catch your eye when maybe ten years ago or not ten years, more than that, whenever before a phone sat like super popular and had the ability to and and enthrall you in everything that's on it. Mm. Um you know, it, it would been easier to get someone. I think that that's not their interest to pay attention than it is now. Well, here's, because but, but now you get inundated okay. with so much input that when you're not having all that, it's hard for your brain to be satisfied. Mm. Okay, but here's here's shouldn't that shouldn't that we don't. By the way, we can get off
2: this if you want to. Uh, yeah, a yeah, minute. Okay. okay, shouldn't that follow the pattern of of time? So, for example, like I mean, at least when I, maybe I I'm just going by my experience, but maybe I'm different. I don't know, like. When I grew up, like some of my favorite movies were made generations before me, like and I grew up watching them and I was completely zoned. Down. I'm I'm talking like three hours of watching The Godfather, mm-hmm. and it's like it's a slow movie. Yeah, it's you know it's like it's not it's not. But I was ho- I was like zoned in and I was hooked. Or like some of my favorite movies are older ones. Right, like right now at this, stage, my favorite TV show is The Honeymooners which came
1: out in the 50s. Yeah, so I'd, shouldn't
2: that be equivalent with like I shouldn't be able to focus on the honeymooners, Gen Z now shouldn't be able to focus on remember the titans, like I'd it say it's the... I'd say
1: it's less about the um Unless like it's the exponentially th- getting worse th- I think it's worse. less about the time frame that the movies made and more so about the the input that there is now that wasn't before. Like I could tell you I used like I get to, for instance, today, right? I was just talking to you guys. I started watching like, the Harry Potter, Hot Potter series, right? I could tell you years ago, I could, watch, I could sit down and watch a movie, and because I have the ability to go on Reddit, Twitter, whatever on my phone, like that, at a, at a snap, I find myself watching a movie that I'm interested in, but here and there, I'm like, oh, let me just scroll on my phone because it, it'll have more activity not consciously i'm not saying oh i have more activity but looking back it's oh well like right now it's a slow part in the movie they're just kind of setting something up it's not super important let me go on my phone because I, it might be more stimulating so i think that's more it's the draw on the stimulation i think okay so, back, so to, back to
2: my question this and, could be my last thing is it the att- is <laughs> it, is our attention span shortening or is it the we need so much more uh dopamine hits and serotonin like-
1: I, I think it's less of the attention span shortening and Even more, more of, of, the, the, of the overstimulation, so when you're not getting it. I don't know if it, it, how it's not both. I, so, so I would say now that I'm working through it, I think it's a mix of correlated. I, I think it's, it's you're, because you're not getting enough you're not of the response. Okay, you then but, have a shorter attention span because it's not giving you that focal stimuli that you, you gotta, need yeah, to, but, to stay enthralled mm. in, in what's going on. And I know we kind of went off. No, no, on no, it's that, good. But.
0: And I mean, it's it's important because not only does it show the struggle the church needs to have in order to keep in, these people engaged, um, but it also highlights why I think some churches are struggling because they're trying to keep kids engaged instead of just preaching the word.
2: But here, here's what I'm and here's what I'm saying: it's not even just it's 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 not just kids anymore.
3: Oh yeah. On a Sunday, yeah, yeah. you look
2: around the congregation, just grown men, forty five, fifty years old, just scrolling or doing whatever. Mm and so it's like we're all susceptible to it like mm-hmm. they've found a way to tap into every single human being's like psyche
1: yeah yeah, yeah I think we're kind of at the point now where it's like uh, the spirits just kind of got to convict you at some point if you're a grown adult yeah, there, yeah. and it's kind of just something that's got to hit you But mm. I don't know what the answer would be for that from an adult
0: well by the way did you fly here on a broom because all the homeschooled Christian parents just made a, uh, like, yeah. Just ran up a wall when you mentioned Harry Potter <laughs> yeah. <it's>, uh, this <laughs> was the first time I was, <laughs> it was for research it was <laughs> it's for research research yeah want to see how you can fly on a broom. Yeah, I just want to make sure
1: that I don't fall into any of the characteristics of that that movie. You know. Yeah, you
0: just heard that. about us talking about Screw Tape, and you're like, man, you got to learn the <laughs> enemy. Yeah. And you're like, I got to learn what Harry's saying. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, uh, it is a problem. I mean, if I'm looking at my personal experience, you're talking about yours. Like in my youth group, 15 to 20 people, three are actively following Christ, um, and that's not a, like an exaggeration. Like three, and. One's our worship leader, one's me, and one's another person. So it's, 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 a, it's a narrow road. We know that. Like, it, we're, we're not ignoring the fact that we don't, th- we don't think everybody's ever been to a church is going to get locked in and be a disciple for, of Christ forever. We know that um, the seed's not going to be um, you know, growing in everyone, but it seems like we have a good population. Like, it, some of these numbers, we're actually encouraging that we have you know, a decent amount of the U.S. population in churches at a young age you know, mm-hmm. semi-weekly. Um, and this is just one distinction that the book makes that I didn't write down, um, but there, there are two, the distinction he makes that are important about the solving the problem, which we'll get to in a second, is mm-hmm. that of the, the 60% that have turned away, no longer go to church, there are two types of people in that. And uh, that answer the question, um, when they have kids, are they going to go back? Mm. And that d- created another divide. Um, So a lot of them were, of the 60%, uh, 30-ish percent of them said that if they have kids and they needed to find a church, they knew where they would go and they still believe in God. They're just not churched. And then the other 30% were saying they're done permanently. And so there's this uh, group of people who when they have kids are going to come back and I believe they're the ones that are bringing their kids back and then keeping them churched until fifth grade and then falling away again. You know, because when you're leaving the church in middle school, it is not your choice, it's your parents' choice. And so, we can see a lot of the problems really come down to solid parenting and, and forcing your kids to get up when you don't want to get up.
1: Yeah, that was one of the uh, points that I had, had highlighted. That there's, I think, um, part of a big part of it is the shortcomings of um, parents being good, godly examples mm. um, because you, you need that foundation in your life. And if you don't see it in your parents, then you have to hope that you're lucky enough to find it in someone that you can relate to a parent figure mm-hmm. at that point, and yeah. hope that it sticks the same as a as a parent.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I know. This is my wife and I are talking about this now, and like for Addison's future, it's it's like I know she's probably going to play a sport because most kids do, and the two sports that she probably would play: rugby, rugby, and pool, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. pool, pool. <laughs> billiards. <laughs> <laughs> She's, Those two uh, sports usually yeah, are club, and they usually play on Sundays. She's going to switch you know? it up, play snooker, and, and if she really has a you know a tendency to it, like we've already just decided, there's obviously no way because my parents made that same decision. I, I was on a travel soccer team, and and there were there was a club team that I played for, and then they moved it from Saturdays to Sundays, and I quit the club team because it was just wasn't an option, and mm-hmm. it killed me. I, I mean, I didn't put up a fight because I understood it but I was at sophomore in high school and this was like an Olympic level soccer team. And I had to just stop playing cause it was on Sunday morning. So we had to travel and some of the games were at two or whatever. We'd have to travel there. Um, so I don't know if a lot of parents make those decisions in that, that right. I mean, there are a lot of Christian parents put things uh, that the activities and sports and things that the kids would be a part of over being a part of a fellowship. And I can tell you that I know that my walk now is in, If I were to put, like, a percentage on it, it would be, like, 80-20 youth group church. Like, it was very important to me and and to my faith that I was there on Wednesday for youth group. Mm -hmm. Much less important that I was there on Sunday. Not not taking away Sundays, Mm -hmm. but the fellowship that I got on Wednesdays was what kept me. Mm -hmm. The Sundays was nice. I, I learned from teaching. But Wednesdays, it was, like, I went to youth group with people who went to my high school who kept me accountable and all that stuff. And not for nothing, but these parents that, like, are sending their kids, like, on a
2: Sunday, like, your kid, by a huge margin, most likely is not going to go pro. Yeah. Um, But, according to these stats, there is a good chance that he might fall out of the church.
0: No, I'm serious. <laughs> no, you know, good. It, like, just, that hurts to hear. Yeah,
2: and that's something you have that. to consider. No, but, then, I mean, like, yeah. every kid, like, it's just not, your kid's not that exceptional. You know? I mean, I know it's hard to, this is come, coming from somebody who has no kids, by the way, so. <laughs> oh yeah, just no. Just most likely, you, you have probably have just an average kid. Who's, yeah. You know, I, I'm not saying they're not going to enjoy. I'm not saying don't put your kids in sports, but on no. a Sunday, if you if that's when they have to play, it's like, I wouldn't make that sacrifice. You know,
0: your dads are kids. Not that's not going to pay your bills and their bills when they grow up. Yeah. As a coach, I, I believe in the values that sports teaches: teamwork and discipline and hard work and all that mm-hmm. stuff. I, I understand those. I believe in those, but not over church. Not and over. I was just Addison is fast. She is pretty. I nice. was just He's watching. Quick. You know, she bounces off yeah.
1: – have we thought about football? She did bounce off of that uh, – But I would still say that yeah, that's pretty sure. well. Yeah. yeah. I, she would toast to you right now. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually the opposite of you, Adam, where um, my grandparents, just because they are a majority of the time taking me to my games and things like that um, – for as good of an example as they as they were, um, they still did allow me to miss Sundays because um, I had baseball. I played, you know, my, all my games ended up being on Sundays. So summertime, I went MIA on Sundays. Um, but the difference there and where I was lucky, um, I was lucky in the fact that I was going to a church in, in Calvary that um, I think did it right and has been doing it right fairly consistently. And it, the, it was the teachings that not only kept me it not only kept me accountable in my walk at home, but it also left me wanting more when I wasn't there, if that makes if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. your for instance, your dad, he was always really good at um teaching enough that was convicting on Sundays that didn't make me want to leave. Uh made me have a heart check. You know, mm-hmm. made me you know double think what I'm what I'm thinking about. But also gave enough information that grounded my, uh, what he was teaching and grounded the Bible in, I want to say real world, the Bible is real world, but I think we, um, lack in grounding it in history and in, in secular history, I guess I would call it. Um, that's known by everyone so that you can blend your faith in with, um, with what you're learning, All uh, you know, five days a week at school. So, um, I think that's important. And that was one of the points I had, uh, later on and something that like something that our church does well and something that other churches can kind of look at is um, ha- making sure that you have teachings that are grounded in, in the history as well as um, being convicting. Mm-hmm. I kind of went off on tangent there, but. No, no, um, no, no, no I, I again, but, but also
2: while you're on that, I think a big point of that is like when children are learning, well, let's just say secular, there's the same history, but with the secular, let's just say secular history and what they're learning in schools at least from what I can remember, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, they're not, we, not until college, and not even in, until college, like, you have to specialize in it, but you're never learning about this era of time. Never. No, you know what I mean? Specific, Not only the era, but, like, the location. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think but the you're not closest learning you about get is, Mediterranean, like, area
1: is, like, the closest we went over or history.
2: Or ancient like Greece, for, like, yeah. studying the Odyssey, that's, like, the closest you get. We, is like We
0: the, read the literature, we don't...
2: Yeah, it. it's not even, mm-hmm. like, I mean, maybe if you do a philosophy in high school, you'll do Greece, but, like, so... All the way up until high school, and unless you specialize in college, like you're not even learning because so much of so much of real history, archaeologists and everything, like they take stuff from the Bible. They go to places like the Bible got so many ancient cities' names right and every like they compare things to the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, and like we nobody knows that because we don't have to study that. It's mm-hmm. not in our curriculum. It's not unless you specialize in a college, it's not a college curriculum. Yeah. So you don't know that real world archaeologists are using the Bible to locate ancient things and ancient towns. Mm-hmm. So it's like that never comes up, so you just yeah. you think you think biblical history is not real, yeah, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's by design or what, but it's just it's just this part by of history design. doesn't get yeah. I mean,
0: just, there's like, not like yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's just that's like part of the, it's the worldview that gets painted, and it kind of goes back to what you're given time to. Um, you know, you're getting your worldview painted by you know public schools, for instance. You're getting what the public school system has has to feed you, so you're getting typically a secular worldview, and then you now have to somehow rectify your Christian beliefs with the worldview that's being painted. So I think that's where a lot of times, and Ken Ham goes ham on it, <laughs> Oh, you, like that um, on the idea of, you know, it's all about your perspective and the worldview that you're coming from, and that's something that I think we need to expand the Christian worldview so that kids understand that... It's not just the secular worldview that's correct, and they have to fi- somehow make the Christian biblical history fit into it. It's yes. that the Christian biblical history comes first, and now you can see how secular history fits in, fits in and runs mm-hmm. with it. So I think we have the opposite there, and that needs to be you know fixed in the areas that it's, it's mm-hmm. not. Right yeah,
0: now. and I think we're kind of leaning into it's one of the solutions that we yeah, had. So like I a jumped, I no, no, of all of us like the historical, geological. They like talking about mm-hmm. uh, that kind of explanation. Where the hell? let just start younger. Are there any points we want to hit before we get there? I know we hit on parents a little bit, and I guess yeah, I'm, I'm the only parent here, and I have a two year old, so I don't. I'm not speaking from a point of like I know how easy or how it's going to go. Like I know, you know, there are good parents that have let their kid miss. You know, sports or uh, let's church for whatever for sports. Um, But I I still have to question it though. And at some point, I don't know, I still think that's the wrong thing to do. Um, To a certain extent, maybe once, I get it, like you have a tournament or something. But if you're saying, all right, take these four months. You're, you're gonna miss like that's a large chunk of timing in adolescence development. Four mm-hmm. months yeah, time, really?
2: Because they're, I yeah. mean, they're
0: growing like weeds, and then they're going, and, and like, and sometimes they might be going and skipping youth group to go play with a Christian team, and like that's that's different. Like, I don't yeah. know everybody's situation. Like, they mm-hmm. might be having this fellowship and praying with the coach, and like, I don't know. But if you're going and like you're you're pre- you're playing on a you know baseball team where all the guys are normal secular guys, and you know, all those conversations happen, you're getting that much more influence of the world during that time, yeah. And that could grow into something more. Anyway, I just – I'm not putting a blanket over everything by saying that, but I think as a whole it's worth considering. Is this best for my son or daughter's spiritual growth?
1: Yeah, no, I think definitely the – um, it, I would liken it to – you're basically walking a tightrope there. Yeah. Because you can either make it to the end or you're going to fall off and the five different times that you hit little, the little bumps or the wind blew wrong. Um, so it definitely is a – Tricky subject on you know what's what's right and what's wrong there, and I don't mm-hmm. want to say person to person basis because I'd say going forward, you know, I if when I have kids, I'd probably try and get them to where either they're going to miss Sundays or mm-hmm. not miss Sundays at church, but miss Sundays with their their sport or find a sport where that you know that's just not happening because I don't want to leave that that risk or that you know the area that ends up being there that you can fall into where you fall away from the church yeah. just because mm-hmm. of that. And I well, I mean
2: that goes you. back to the culture and the. Can I read this quote real quick from uh a- or we, should we save this?
3: Really? You, don't, you don't know which one I'm talking you about. You
2: won't. Okay. Um, so, one of the, this is from Jay Warner Wallace, and like what he's done, he's read so many books about specifically this topic, and he's compiled all his learning to this quote. And he said, um, Three things, when added together, spell trouble. One, our young people are unprepared and inadequately, inadequately equipped to defend what it is they believe if they believe it. The second thing we see is a hostile environment and culture. Uh, to traditional Judeo-Christian or Abrahamic beliefs, which is what I think you kind of just touched on. Like it, Back in the day, it didn't matter which sport you played because no, nothing was on Sundays. Yeah. Mm. It, but now it's like, now everything is just yeah, we've against lost,
1: our... We've against lost the recognition of Christ.
2: Right, right, right. So that's the second thing he said. Um, and then, a high percentage of non-believers are in higher academia than the general population. Third is our basic fallen human nature to pursue our human desires. So if there is an alternative worldview that offers justification for sin, our human cursed flesh is going to be biased to believe what would justify our sin. This happened with Adam and Eve in the garden, did God really say?" Mm. So you have the not being prepared, like, we'll say apologetically, to defend what it is you believe, the culture is against everything it is that you believe, and then lastly you're some, somewhere deep down inside you your sin wants what the world is telling you to be right because mm-hmm. then nothing matters mm-hmm. then i can go do whatever i want and I, I there's no conviction or anything for it so you have this like inner pool you're like you're pulled to
1: believe what's getting thrown at you mm-hmm. yeah, and then you also at that point uh also have the influence of obviously the church that you would hope to be getting it right um but you may not be. That's adding on top of that. Like I likened it to um, how the you know the Pharisees were, were doubting Christ specifically. I just taught on this, so that's why it's kind of fresh in my brain. But um, you know when the disciples are coming back, well, the disciples weren't picked out yet. But um, you know they're picking wheat from the field when they're mm-hmm. coming back from. Um, oh, punch your butt. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and they came out and they, you know they're picking wheat in the field, and the Pharisees just you know it's not it's not lawful for you to do this, yeah. and you know Christ is saying comes out and says, "I'm Lord of the Sabbath." So, mm-hmm. who are you to tell me? Basically, right. you know. So, I kind of liken it to that, where the the Pharisees were getting to the point of making a law that God had passed down for us to recognize and to be able to worship Him through sticking to that law. Yeah, they took that and now made it something so legalistic that they could be punished for. And now it's that human nature, like you said, that eats at you. Where now, not only do you have that sinful human nature that's pulling you away, now you have the people that are supposedly Supposed to guide you in the right direction. Now putting you in this confined box, mm. and of their own views, and perverting the law that Christ has given. Right, right, so right. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of that that can really affect mm-hmm. you too if you're stuck mm. in like a really legalistic area mm. with a lot yeah. more laws. That would come I,
2: down to like denomination.
1: Yeah, it's when Sometimes. you. Yeah, it's when you, it's just falling into that not focusing mm. on on the heart of the believer yeah.
0: uh, and focusing more on the works. I would, and this is going to be a strong statement. So I'm sorry for anybody who comes from a Baptist background. I think that's why their numbers are higher.
2: Higher in. People leaving. True, people yeah. leaving. True, but I and I, I it's that. But I, um, as far as like the rules go, um, but I also think it's like they hold a lot of non biblical views that are very against politics. Like that are you know what I mean? That are very not politically correct. That not necessarily from the Bible. Dude, like Christian but, nationalism and Christian nationalism. Like, mm-hmm. Just um, guns. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. you can make a case for both on, but like they stick to one. And the world might be against something, so now it's like things that aren't even biblical. Your mm-hmm. church culture is a, is on the opposite side of, so it's double whammy,
0: you know. Yeah, and I think that Baptist, and I think we all agree with this to a certain extent. I think Baptist theology is strong. Yes, like yeah. yeah, I think I almost on almost all points I yeah, I, I agree. am like yep mm-hmm. I, yep yep as I'm checking off the doctrine mm-hmm. um, of you know, Christology, you know, all the big ones, and then. You get to how it's applied, and then I start to uh, – yeah. I, I don't see it applied correctly there. I don't see mm-hmm. it applied correctly there. And so yeah. it's a, like they're, they're all on the truth. Now, that's a generalization, but in terms of they usually lean towards truth over love, and you do need both. Mm-hmm. And that would make sense if, if you have 88%. As, well,
2: especially what's under attack right now. Truth,
0: truth. Yeah. truth. Mm-hmm.
2: not love. So if you're only if you're only getting hit with all this truth – and then truth isn't even a thing
0: anymore. Your truth can be my, your mm-hmm. truth, mine can be mine. And it's like, all right,
2: well, then I might as well just drop the
0: whole Yeah. Yeah. And, and you were talking about where the world contradicts what you have. I mean, there, if, when I think of, when, and this is probably what the world thinks too, when you think of Baptists, you think of people who are anti gay. You know, their main points right. are, are the, at least the most public points, are right. against those things. And then you're hit from culture, from media, from every mm-hmm. angle that that, is a hateful viewpoint mm. So then you're like Alright If that's their main argument That they're gonna talk about And that's wrong Like I'm piecing out You know That's how that's I That's what I'm saying
2: them. So if it's, the, if it's the Bible That's offending That's one thing Yeah You know what I mean Like God would be true That everybody would be a yeah. liar But like if it's, if it's These other things That that aren't necessarily biblical mm. And now you're, you're Like Now that's where Everybody's focusing on And it's not even You know Yeah put the
0: The same emphasis That the Bible does Don't put more Right exactly Yeah You know There's mm-hmm. not that many verses On that subject So why is that The right, only exactly. thing you talk about mm-hmm. Even though theologically, yes. But sh about it. Like so much. You right, know, right, like, right, right, <laughs> like right.
2: that's just let the love funnel in there.
0: Yeah. 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 And I my I would say this is, uh, is something I know this is gonna sound like such a motivational speaker kind of deal or like your your parents or your teacher would tell you this, but like one of the biggest factors I believe is is parents let their kids choose their friends too much. And if that sounds like rough. Every single person who is not walking with the Lord that I went to youth group with, their main friends in their inner circle were non-believers, and their parents fostered those relationships and like encouraged them to grow. Mm. Um, I don't know how. I'm not even critiquing parents because I don't know how you foster that because you can't you know tell kids they can't see or talk to certain people. Like you want them to have natural friendships, but you also want to make it so that you're like my youth group was fun because the people ain't it and I actually gravitated more towards them. Like Vince was in the youth group and um so I don't know. I it really does well, matter who your friends are.
2: True. But I think also that's uh, three times as hard now because now you people, can talk pe- to them whenever online. Yeah. Like how many you know Like virtual friends I, that just blows my mind. But there's like just virtual like I know I know people that have like legitimate friends from like Xbox Live or whatever. That they've never met, but have been friends for years. Mm-hmm. Like playing the same game, you know what I mean. The only one like lives in Oklahoma, never met him once, but like they
1: have been friends for years.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And like, you know what I mean. So not yeah. you, you can you can be making friends anywhere from all sorts of. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, I don't know how you monitor that. Yeah, but.
1: that's it's probably near impossible to yeah. monitor. Um But I'd say the, you don't, I, like, you don't I, want, I didn't want to helicopter. make it sound hawkish, like, like, by the way. I'm no, not no, yeah, yeah, i yeah. don't talk to him; he's a sinner. like I'm not talking no, know about that. But I,
0: like your inner circle friends. Yeah,
1: I so I think the. I'm coming from someone that doesn't have kids. Obviously, here. Yeah, we're Um, all speaking from no experience. Yeah, I'm I'm on the same amount of experience as everybody else. (laughs) I think. I think. (laughs) I just watched you spin atty five times. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's interesting because looking at that in my mind, I think what you have to do to be able to have your child understand what you're doing or recognize that you're doing, what you're doing for them in that moment, like trying mm-hmm. to help them with like friends that you foster as their inner circle that it's good for them is kind of the same thing that the church needs to do to keep kids in. And it mm-hmm. starts with being like a good role model, sticking to your beliefs. And it's kinda of like the you the best parenting I think is to be in a way where you have <laughs> where you have um, not a hold over your kid, but you are able to make them I don't want to say make them feel bad, but they the thought of disappointing the parent is mm-hmm. is worse than any physical punishment that you could give. And I don't know how you get there, but I think that's the best that's way. That's the goal, because that's yeah. how God disciplines us. Right? Yeah, so that's the best way to, I think, get your kid in the mindset of not being defiant when you say, hey, I don't want you to be around this person, or hey, and the only way that you can foster that is be like, I've lived a godly example. These were my shortcomings. This is how I can how I can impart my information or what I've lived in you so that just trust me on this. And mm. it's hard. It's got to be hard because if, if my parents came and told me, like, hey, I don't want you really to hang out with this person. Listen, I have past experiences. This is why. and it, You'd be hard-pressed to see me yeah. not hanging out with them. Yeah, but, and that, yeah, yeah. It, it was just enough for me that they, like, I kind of had that filter on my own somehow. Like, luckily. Same. And, I, and that's
0: I. I just didn't enjoy hanging out with people that thought that differently from me. Mm-hmm. But I think... I think what you're saying is right. I guess I didn't phrase it right. Because again, I'm not I'm not a parent of a teenager, so I I really can't speak from experience. But when I'm thinking about it, I they the once or twice they were like, "Ah, "Don't date her," or, you know, Mm, that's not a good idea. It wasn't all the time, but it was you know, little little suggestions like that. And I was like, "Oh, if they see it, then you know,"
2: but it was that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I. In terms of youth group, I actually liked the people in that more, and because I was always being dragged to church, because my dad ran a like a men's study and stuff, and so like I was there on Monday nights just sitting in the corner, and then Wednesday nights. And then we had a Bible study at our house, and then Sunday night. So I saw, like, I s- have seen Vince three times a week since I was in youth group because we would go to the same church. Mm-hmm. So we had to become good friends, you know? Yeah. I-, I love the guy, but mm-hmm, I'm saying, yeah. like, by proximity, you know, we were yeah. we're going to become friends. And I think it was just being together that much. I never had to be told to go hang out with Vince. It's like, I'm going to go to Vince's house because we got church later, and we can play games first before we go. Yeah. You know? And I think just having a healthy fellowship for your kids at that church— is more vital, more important in that process than just saying hang out with them and not them. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Because yeah, I you wanted have to, to somehow get them to the point where they like they recognize that like this is different and it's a good difference to be with this person mm-hmm. opposed to with a core friend, the gr- group friend group of friends that are not yeah. you know, of the church and seeking out the same truths that you are.
0: That's tough. Imagine going to a church that, like, doesn't have, like, a, uh, an active youth group. Like, it's just not good. Or it's falling mm-hmm. apart. They don't have a youth leader. Your kid's going to a school where they're getting shouted out, all anti-Jesus things. They're on social media. Like, it's got to be a, a really—I'm sure there are parents that might be listening that be like, I don't have any of these options. Like, I have, I'd have to drive an hour and a half to get to a church with a healthy youth group, you know. or I don't know. It's got to be something that would be tough to think through. You really got to pour into your kid all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why it's— um it's important to have a, a good church base. I know I've said it multiple times now, but because you you need to, you can't just depend on the church to fill in. So you want to make sure that you have a good church that helps foster an environment for the kids. But you also, again, like I said before, you have to foster that environment at home too. Yeah. Because I'm kind of picking up like on what we, we've we all said. It seems like good things are good role models Mm. whether it be family church, things like that that've kind of looped people into this is why I stayed in the faith, this is why it, one of the reasons it stuck on top of my you know wholehearted belief in Christ and, and you know his finished work.
0: Yeah, and I was thinking about this today, and sorry, I know'm i like I'm talking a lot, but like no, you're fine. the I don't know, again, if, help me round out this statement so it doesn't sound as harsh okay. but I like I think as a kid, it mattered that there were men in the church that weren't in full-time ministry that were following God.
4: Yeah, I was, I was actually going to get to that point. One of the reasons I stayed very involved and with the faith was that there were a couple ministry leaders and other men in the church that I could look up to and be like, that is what I want. No matter what the church is doing as a whole, that person I can like base my life off of. Kind of how Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. It's that whole mentality of this person has such a great relationship with Christ, and I want to emulate that. Yeah,
0: it's, it's a good point. I, I'm thinking of, like, I see, I always knew pastors as a man of God growing up, but I never considered, like, hey, I'm going to be a pastor. But mm-hmm. I look at um, my dad, Jim Gazzara, as a prison guard, you know, he, he, like, he's, he's fighting guys. Different, in, walks, that, of different yeah, walks of life. Different walks of life and all these different models of it. Like, that person's in the medical field, that person's a teacher, and they're all here studying the same book and talking about the same God, and they're all openly flawed. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like they were hiding their, you know, they were, you know... I feel really bad today. I got too aggressive in the prison See, I okay. kicked that guy too hard, you know? And, and that, I was like, that's believable. I can get there, you know, one day. I can be the guy who has flaws it's in their fifties, right? Like studying the Bible and having those models are the reason why I'm in church. Cause you guys are that models. That's mm-hmm. why I'm in the church I'm in because I want my kids seeing you guys in the same way I saw those guys, you know? And if I didn't have those models, I would be moving churches. And in the same way, a good friend of ours, who's a single mom, said the same thing about our church, why, you know, she has uh, she had a son and she was like, I came here because there are men here. Men are of God. And uh if they don't have a strong father figure, I want them to look up and if they need to know how to fish, they can ask Barry. If they need to know how to, you know, do martial arts, they can ask Regis. You know, and like asking all these different names. Um and hmm. that was impactful. It's like it, you know So
2: I, I just want to touch on the one thing you said that you saw that they had open like you, you their flaws were obvious. Yeah. were obvious I'm enough for a teen to recognize or something mm-hmm. like that. But I don't know if that's necessarily. I mean, that's reality because no one, you know, we all have flaws. But I don't know if that that might have benefited you, because you you talk about that all the time. Like I don't trust somebody unless I can see what some,
0: you know. Yeah. Stand by it.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, no, I believe that too. Don't change. But my mind. I think we're unique in that because most people, the number one or two reasons of why they left the church is because of the hypocrisy. Now I don't. That might not mean like somebody's the church's got to be flawless.
4: I'm saying the opposite of that. But no, theory, I'm thinking because the. The hypocrisy is that they're portraying flawlessness without actually, yeah, like yeah, showing their flaw. That's I okay. I was thinking more in the they're sense they're of like hiding it. Yeah, they don't hide it, and they're like, "This is what I'm struggling. Like, with. Like I'm working like, on this right yeah. now, man."
1: Yeah, no. So here's like my no, thing- but I'm
2: I'm 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 more talking about like okay. When you said that, I was thinking of like let's just say, any person, this Steve. Right, make up a person. Shout out to Steve it's talking about he's in the church talking about love 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 and then you see him out of ShopRite, and he's getting an argument no, with somebody no no, no. I,
0: i'm talking about at bible study like being authentic and struggling with something and talking gotcha, about okay. it. Yeah, okay like, yeah. i thought you meant like
2: i thought you meant like they're preaching love and then like they're wearing their flaws in their sleeves and now they're arguing with
0: somebody in ShopRite over like you know what no, i mean no 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 okay. no and no and, and, yeah, and if, yeah, if, yeah, I, gotcha. if I don't sense. i can't think of anybody that was like that cuz they were uh, i don't have any examples which is probably a good thing of people who were hmm. you know not uh, projecting something and doing something else. Like we yeah. talk about the Christmas thing, having Christmas lights out and the family's falling apart. Yeah. You know, it was like my marriage is falling apart. I need right, help. Right, right. And then I'm like my Pray dad, my me. mom like, and dad are counseling them in the other room while I'm in the other room pretending like I can't gotcha. know what
1: are saying. Yeah. Okay. You know? mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Cause I'd say I come from the same way. Like I, I can respect someone more that says, you know, don't do this. I'm struggling with it still. Yeah. But I'm working on it. Then someone that says, don't do this cause it's wrong. And then appears outwardly that it's not there. But the second they walk through their door at home, mm-hmm. that problem is very evident mm-hmm. each and every day. Yeah. Because that's an issue. Because now I look at you as this perfect role model, and then now I see that it, it was a farce. The whole thing was a farce. Now I don't know mm-hmm. what to believe. I don't know mm-hmm. what's true, who's you and who's not. But mm-hmm. if I see that you have shortcomings from the beginning and that you're struggling and you're working on it, that's something that you can roll yourself. Make yeah, it, yeah, make, yeah. Yeah, it's a role model. That's something you can mold yourself after. Like, okay, it. It's I don't have to be perfect. I just have to work because at they're
2: it. recognizing what I'm doing is not wrong. I need I need help from yeah. you guys. Yeah,
0: well, like, yeah. Well, one one article I was reading today on Christianity.com said exactly what you just said. Almost like letting them in on the struggle. And it was a mom writing about how she uh, believes that parents should like model wrestling through faith things, you know, and and how mm-hmm. when money's tight, it's not always easy just to say God will provide. You know, there's still a struggle there. Where you're just praying, yeah. like, God, please provide. There's anxiety that comes with that. I mean, yes, we'd all love to say, yeah, God will provide. He always does. Give it to the birds and give it to me, <laughs> you know, the, the verse in Matthew. But we're also wrestling with, you know, God, like, please provide now in this way and, and and you know, talking to him openly and sometimes even being like, God, why haven't you done this yet? And, and really, like, yeah. wrestling with things. And she was advocating for once in a while when your kids are mature enough to let them in on that. Like, can you pray with me? Because I'm struggling. God I hasn't met this need yet and I really want us to see it through yeah. and I was like that's interesting I never had that experience but I was like that's an interesting way to parent
1: yeah you want to be you want to be transparent at those times because Ooh. then uh, wait hey, not okay. okay don't make <laughs> us edit <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what you wanted to say so like it, in those times you want to be transparent because it's it's something that I, I think re- reading from the book that we were going through with um you know the issues that kids have is like they have these questions that were never answered and then that makes them doubt, and that seed of doubt is what drags on and on. So when you see someone that you know is saying that you know their life of Christ, now this is someone I'm going to paint a picture: someone that is following Christ correctly, but mm-hmm. they, in the way they are with their kids, they always make things seem perfect and like it's all gravy, it's all good, you know, mm-hmm. all that. But then when that kid gets older, they they're you know faithfully following Christ the same way that they saw their parents, but they're like. Things just aren't working out the same way. Mm-hmm. Like what's going on? Like mom just mm-hmm. prayed and mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. fine. But little they know mom was praying about money and everything and they were able to, let's say like a snow camp, for example. You know, mom was praying and mm-hmm. y- you know what came up, you were able to go to snow camp. That's great. But now you get to a point where you're trying to get your kid and, and you're, you're struggling. Well, you didn't realize that the church chipped in and paid for you and that's why you went. Mm-hmm. And God did provide, but your mom didn't share with you what was yeah. going on in that mm-hmm. moment, mm-hmm. so being transparent there, I think also shows that like it's okay to mm-hmm. like it's okay to struggle with, mm-hmm. even when you when you're right. faithful to Christ like when you're a kid, you're thinking, oh money just appeared in the mailbox. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah that's, that's and you're able to yeah. recognize how the real world is and know that yes. you know just because you ask for something from God that that mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean he's going to give it to you. And that mm-hmm. takes that doubt away from like, right. well, am I doing something wrong? Or just and learn how start- he works. He works through his people, yeah. through his trust. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and it's not always going to be perfect like it, it may have looked to you. I know it's kind of like a nitpicky thing, I think, to be like, oh, you should be transparent with your struggles. But like we were saying, it, it is good.
2: But no, all those things. Those, nitpicky, those things that we think are nitpicky are reasons why kids mm-hmm. – those are little
1: seeds of doubt. Yeah, they're like, small, small seeds. Yeah. yeah,
0: Yeah, I still stand by that. If, if I don't know. If, I'm going to flush it out so Joe doesn't make me sound like a psychopath that I don't trust anybody. I don't know if I, no, I said I that on here you before. I know, I know both psychopaths. Way, I, yeah, we're all psychopaths. But I just I don't trust people that I don't know their flaws. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's all I need to say. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, it makes it more real. You have a more real relationship with someone when you know their shortcomings. And I think that's yeah, how our group's well, gotten closer. It's just because we know as a
0: fact
2: everybody has flaws. Yeah, I just so if know I can't you're... find yours, like man, you're hi- you're deep. You're hiding Yeah, deep, like, Where is like, it? Yeah.
0: Like all of a sudden, you're a good hider. Like yeah. Yeah. Anyway. You like you you like assault old people for a living like you know what I mean like something weird like that like I, I want to find out what it is before I before, yeah what is it? All right, so one one thing I want to throw out there for discussion. This was the the first part of the chapter. Uh, so the book that we read already gone. And it was like the fourth chapter. It said a statement that made me sweaty. Like legitimately, I was sitting, I was reading in bed, and then I sat up. I was like, I gotta really pay attention here because I, I don't know if I agree with this. And uh, according to the stats, it said that kids have. Worst theology that went to Sunday school. Agreed, 100%. So it said that, by statistics, and I don't have them all written here, but it went through every single major theological tenet. Like, was Jesus the Son of God? Is the Bible inerrant? Like, all those different things. The kids who went to Sunday school answered those on every single question more inaccurately than those who did not go to Sunday school. Mm -hmm.
4: And I I feel like, Joe, we've talked about this a lot, actually, where we— it, there is a point for introducing biblical ideas at a lower level, but eventually you have to be very real with kids because they understand. They do. They get it, and you just have to be very true with them. And like we, we've been talking about, like even the parents, like being transparent. Be like, it's historical. What's what's the thing from um, Bodie Bodie Bachman? Uh, uh, historical collection of
1: hist- uh, re- a historically a re- reliable collection, reliable of collection documents of historical documents written by, by eyewitnesses, eyewitnesses during the time of other, other eyewitnesses. eyewitnesses. And yeah, there's another that, part, of that, 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 yeah. Ac- like accounts of mm-hmm. supernatural occurrences, unexplainable or something like that. Yeah, uh, because
4: because uh, even looking at like a children's Bible, it, it yep. makes it look like these these stories, and like we paint it as like very um, uh, unrealistic, if that mm-hmm. makes Cartoonish. sense. Cartoonish. And like we even said, keeping things like historically aligned with the Bible, uh, or yeah, aligning history with the Bible to make it more real because it is because mm-hmm. it happened during history. Yeah. And it's it's a it's a line that's hard for me because I know that – it's a line that made
0: me sweaty because I'm thinking about like Sunday school teachers work so hard, yeah. like harder mm-hmm. than anybody on a Sunday that mm-hmm. that, that goes yeah. – like I have so much respect for people who run. I can't do it. Just thinking about it makes me like – make my blood pressure go up being in a room mm-hmm. with that many same, kids same. trying oh, yeah. to yeah. convey the most important message they'll ever hear at a young age and like – Yeah, they I, can't pay attention because I sat attention. in
1: and helped, helped Meg and, and Miranda and them and it's – Nauseous. It's it's hard, yeah. and and it is. I think for that, the easiest way is to just kind of drop the nuggets in with it mm-hmm. and hope it sticks. But you know and, that the reason why
0: they're using these kitty stories is because they like and and making them seem stories instead of reality, or because they're trying to boil it down to an understandable point.
3: Mm -hmm. So the
0: kids understand And not scared by it Like we talked about before uh, Noah's Ark If I think of Noah's Ark I think of The cartoon (laughs) Ark With the giraffe head Sticking out And the dove And the raven flying Um, Mm -hmm. That's what I think of That's what I was seeing In every kid's depiction In my my, my daughter's child bible The children's bible That's what it says Mm -hmm. Um, And then realistically All you have to do Is get to
2: like age 8 And realize how many animals Are in the world you know what I mean? And be like, yeah. hey, there's no way they fit all in there. No yeah, way, I mean, you know what I mean?
0: That giraffe had to be 90 feet tall if its head was sticking out that far. Right. <laughs> you know?
1: yeah at what, And that's when the doubts start flowing in, too. Because, yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's because like, now you're like, oh, wow, how how did all the animals get in there? Because yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. you could fit all the pets in my, in my neighborhood. Right, in, right, or, right, or right, right. You know? Um, but yeah, that's something the church has to get better at, I think, as a whole, is learning how to... And I I don't necessarily have a, a great answer, because I don't know so, where so, it is, but like, it needs to grow with the kids. Right. So I think there, there's not... Okay, I don't. I think there's. Um,
2: I don't think there's an issue with things being animated. No, but you can animate something accurately, like that picture that we're picturing of the ark with the dress head sticking out and the elephant trunk mm-hmm. out of another window, and yeah. it's like like they're smack like they you know they don't have a spot to move, like you can just make an animated version of the real ark that like can ham uh, the creation the one in the yeah, creation yeah. museum like,
1: what, just make it like that. Yeah, and so, you know what I mean. I don't, and so I don't have a problem with the cartoons. What I have a problem with is that there's. Um, I think there's too much of an uh, abrupt change without an explanation in the stories yes. that we teach. Mm-hmm. So it comes to a point where, you know, you're going on Sundays and you're seeing the cartoon arc yeah. with giraffes sticking out, all that. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, now you're showing up and it's this like boxy looking arc. There's the one true door that's closed up. right, by right, God, right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing sticking their heads out mm-hmm. and it just looks kind of like a... A mess like it's just yeah. a boat that's gonna get you to survive yeah and there's that split but there's no explanation
3: mm-hmm.
1: and i think sometimes not being trans not that you're not being transparent there but yeah. not not showing like a slow transition
3: mm-hmm.
1: into that right. and being able to give an explanation gives those seeds of doubt yeah. more time mm-hmm. to grow and take hold yeah no i agree 100 what i'm trying to think of like another i like so i likened it with um with adam to this like secular but yeah. the idea of christopher columbus Okay. you're a kid you grow up Christopher Columbus was the man he came here discovered the Americas was awesome then back, as an adult you realize nothing never
2: even landed on America nothing <laughs> yeah. Yeah. then
1: you grow up you get older and there's not like a slow transition to this all of a sudden you get to like middle school and you've been learning how awesome he is and all this stuff and then you learn that he came and was just an awful human being and did terrible deplorable things mm-hmm. and you're like okay so which one of these Christopher Columbus's is the true Christopher right. Columbus Yeah. and when you let seeds of doubt similar to that happen in a Christian walk, then you, then you, um, then you have to, at some point question, a kid will sometimes, at some point question, you know, who's, who is this God that I'm learning about? Who's the true God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's where you start, you get to that point where kids that have been in the church are, have less... Biblical understanding, and, and later on, and and less sound yep. theology because they've had those seeds that have never answered, yeah. and they just grow. When some of the other kids, you know, they finally hear the story, and they're like, or the account. I don't even want to call it a story, and you're like, wow, mm-hmm. wow, wow, this is awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean, just like you said, just, you did it right there, like the word choice, yeah, calling I, it a story and calling it account, yeah, like because yeah.
1: it's, it's a huge difference. It's a huge difference
2: because yeah. you're also learning the story of I don't know, Odysseus,
3: yeah, or what, Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh,
2: Gilgamesh, or yeah. you learn a million yeah. stories like this. So it's like it's oh, just another one of those.
1: Hmm. Yeah. We well, just went over the uh, Christopher Columbus thing that we talked about last week. I just
0: made a seltzer run. I got everybody seltzer. <laughs> yeah, we got orange vanilla. Cool. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just no, I'm just kidding. kidding. That's I'm the best one. one. No, no, it's, it's good. It's good. My no, no, big i big seltzer
1: I already, guy. Already, you sure? No, I already drank it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's
2: actually really good.
0: Yeah. All right, and it's also it's like three degrees out, so there probably is an ice chunk in the middle. So <laughs> don't drink too fast. Yeah. So I, I the conclusion of that book was was that we need more apologetics at a young age. And that's why people are leaving. Which is
2: a challenge, admittedly. Like that's like, a, yeah. How do you do? You got to figure out a way to do apologetics for that age. Because really, like, mm-hmm. if you you have to know a certain amount for apologetics to take effect, you can't just you know.
0: Well, it's Ma- hard to like. Well, MacArthur and and um, for his church, you can't be on pastoral staff unless you teach Sunday school for one year. So pastoral, st- and that's a big pastoral staff, you know, like a dozen assistant mm-hmm. pastors, it's a big church. And I think that it's because of that kind of mentality where if you can't teach simple biblical truths to kids, you can't teach them to adults. If well, you can't boil down yeah. the Bible to the extent where little kids can not only understand it, but then use that as a repertoire and apologetics, like you're not equipped to, to equip adults as well.
4: Isn't, isn't that any area of study? Like if you cannot explain it to a child, you don't actually know it. Don't that's a good broad thumb. I, I yeah. mean, I they don't say it in like is that not, okay. like custodial work, but I'm sure that you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that'd be sound. And there, that makes I, sense. not to not,
2: not to I was really trying to think about this and not to put a lot of pressure on you, but I feel like <laughs> you. No, <laughs> Here no we go. I not. You're at the
0: spot. Yeah, yeah I, feel I feel like, like your like age
2: is the age for Because apo- any younger, it's like apologetic. Not like I said, like you don't have to teach apologetics younger than middle school. Mm. But you don't also don't have to show the arc with cr- with crammed in animals. Like you, you can have animated pictures that are accurate. Um yeah. But I think to I think your age is like the f- where, where you can explain apologetics and they get it. Yeah. Like
1: you, that's something I've been putting more more weight into. Lately yeah. Because the I've been getting one. some questions that no. are they're they're at like you said they're at the point where they can grasp apologetics, but they're also at the point where they now understand points that have. Cause people to leave the church for years yeah. because it was never explained to them and they have that question.
2: They're realizing question, like concerning things or questioning things. Yeah, things yeah, that yeah, yeah.
1: on the surface seem concerning if you don't have a deeper understanding right, of correct. not only who Christ is but what his word actually has to say opposed to that yeah. surface that they've gotten for so long. Which mm-hmm. is according to the studies right here, we have reason
2: number one um, why kids are leaving the church. We aren't helping them find answers to the hard questions.
4: Mm-hmm. So, and Well, I, I think before that having a personal relationship with the kids to know the questions that they're going to have. Obviously that's more on the youth leaders and the parents themselves but it's like Brady said, people in the church need to know, the kids need to know the people in the church to know the problems and the issues that they're facing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Right, and, and and a big thing is like, and not by, by no stretch of the imagination is this a bad thing, but like we have a lot of kids, Like, this goes back to your point like more time kids spend in Sunday school or in youth group like, like they know less doctrine mm-hmm. it seems like but like i mean all of our like i'll see it and i'll be like mind blown because like, i didn't grow up like this but like all of our youngins in like fourth fifth grade or whatever even you're like they can they can recite every book of the yeah, bible in crazy. order yeah you know, and, they, and they can yeah. sing the songs but, like how often is a random person on the street going to ask you if you can recite all the books in order? you know what i mean but they won't be able to answer the hard questions that a, a street uh, you know somebody on the street mm-hmm. might ask you mm-hmm. yeah But they'll be like no nah, i can't answer that question but i can tell you what comes after Second Samuel? You know what I mean? It's mm. like that's. I, don't really, I mean, they're both good. You see, I'm yeah, not saying I'm say, not, don't not lose not one, right? It, I'm yeah, just saying yeah. they also need to be a little bit of both,
1: right? A little bit of both there. Yeah, because they're also starting to get to the age now where this is, where they're. I think for the most part, I don't have statistics here, but I feel like that's where you really start to make your faith your own. Fifty okay. percent, yeah, fifty-one point five. And I think that's where you what? Oh, I made uh, like, up yeah, I made a percentage. Like that's where you get to the point where now either you're going to start t- kind of not tossing it aside, but you're either going to make that decision that like, okay, this is my faith, and you're going to get to the point where now you're able to spread the word. I mean, you're not going to be there, right? Because it's, it's a process mm-hmm. so you're constantly. But that's where you kind of make a decision, I think, where if you're going to sit back on the on the sidelines or if you're going to be w- someone that's going to be active in your faith and, and trying to make disciples down the line, if, yeah. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because like, for instance, here's, here's a question you guys want to answer. Um, awesome one, youth youth grouper asked me this, and it was just like, Kind of gave me an idea where I need to be in my teaching because I was kind of asking God, like, you know, where do I need to be for the kids that I have? Because mm-hmm. it's, I need to make just like, on a given Sunday, you need to be able to give enough information for the believer of thirty years. Oh, I was just as, was I just talking to this as well as. as oh yeah. yeah, my only friend. He listens to yeah, the you, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I heard that before, but you you have to be able to to have something in there that's. Helping someone that's been a believer for 30 years develop their faith further and a deeper understanding, but also the person that walked off the street. Yeah, yeah. So I was trying to, you know, asking God, kind of like, where, where are the kids at? Because I, you know, I'm trying to get a gauge. Where do my lessons need to be at? Do I need to go deeper? Do I need to be a little more surfacey right now until we grow? And um, it was funny because the next week, one of the kids asked, you know, we're going through, I forget which lesson we were talking about, but we got into like small groups and they asked me, they go, so, you know, why... If you know all the sin came into the world, and and God has ultimate control over everything, he said, why did, why did God allow Adam to sin, sin and mm-hmm. make that decision? Mm-hmm. And then I had to, like sit back for a second because I'm like, that's a deep question for, for a sixth grader to ask me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, you know, that's not ever a question that's really danced in my mind that I worried about, and that. Yeah. Like that, for instance, is one of those things that that might be a seed in someone's mind that if it's not answered mm. adequately or given an answer, that yeah, that might be what pulls them away in the next two yeah. years or three years. Mm-hmm. What did, you, did? Can I ask what you said? Or yeah, so I told him ultimately it's because Jesus said so. <laughs> yeah, said the Bible. Yeah, no, but I said ultimately everything we're learning right now mm-hmm. it comes down to you know we're going to we we're going through like Luke and we had just gone through. Um, like a little bit of a message on on like salvation and everything. I said we you know we just gone over. Christ gives you that opportunity to make that decision for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everything was laid out before. You know Christ knew ultimately what was going to happen. It wasn't like he made Adam and Eve and was like, my goodness, you made that decision. Mm-hmm. No way. Like he knew that was there, mm. and he loved us enough that he allowed us to make that decision right. to then now bridge that gap and. To allow him to let his son bridge that gap. To, yeah, because otherwise, yeah. we, I mean, it would have been great, honestly. If Adam didn't sin, man, that would have been amazing. Yeah. But given but it, the instance, Christ gave us that opportunity now that we make the decision yeah, to allow him to change our let lives. let us not choose him.
2: Yes. He gives us that right. opportunity. So, yeah. We've said this before. Like, so love love by definition has to be freely given.
4: Yeah. Mm. You can't force Correct. love. Correct. Then it's not love. Then That's
2: yeah. slavery. Yeah. yeah. Slavery, rape, what, yeah. you know, I mean, things like that, like... Mm.
1: Yeah, so that was my answer to him and I hope that was yeah. like good enough for him and hopefully quelled that that question mm-hmm. but that that you know they're asking deeper questions. So it's like it's good yeah. but it's like it's also had me on my toes I mean, more because I'm right, like right because right. if they ask you, now if they ask
2: you something that you might like you're not quick enough to give an answer to. Yeah, then... I would say something just like I mean I don't know what you but I would say something along the line if they ask you a question you don't really know the answer really. Um I would be like I would I kind of like just be like listen that guy is a great question Everybody hear that repeat it and be like would anybody be interested? We'll, make, we'll take the whole class next time to talk about that's this expensive. answer. And then that way you can go home and, like, figure out what – Yeah.
1: Like, figure out, one, with the answer is, two, how to break it down to them. Mm-hmm. You know, like – Well, that was, like, one of the next questions I got was, where's hell at? Where? Yeah. Where, where's that answer at? Oh. Well, I mean, so it's immaterial. No, that's what I'm saying. But that uh, was a question that was then asked – I got this one uh, again. And where's because hell people think like it's earth and then like heaven. Yeah and, that, <laughs> yeah. and that was, that was something that Hades I and, then had yeah. to, I really just had to, I'm still waiting to give an, a response back to do more research, but I was like, I'll have to get back to you. You're like, month, it's under like, Mount honestly, Olympus.
2: That's all. We- yeah. <laughs> cause
1: it, cause it's hard to get like, what do you give an explanation there? I was like, it's not mm. f- a physical it, place lakes, in right? the way that we think of things here. Just like mm-hmm. God's outside of time. Mm-hmm. That's a concept. It's hard to grasp. It is. Well, it's
2: immat- yeah, it, oh, yeah, it, it, yeah, no matter where no, human beings, so it's, it's
1: hard to grasp. Yeah, but that's yeah, what yeah. I'm So it's hard to grasp it. So it's more, it's along the same lines where it's like it, you.
2: <laughs> I would have been like, all right, where's love at? It's the same concept. Yeah, oh. it's immaterial. Yeah, can not. Fill the cross. Huh? Fill the cross. So, <laughs> yeah. Snap. I don't know. but I mean, it's yeah, also hard to like on your toes, like in front of kids. Yeah, especially
1: if it's something like. Yeah, deeply theo- like mm-hmm. it's a deep theo- the theological hardest, yeah like concept, concept mm-hmm. that like people have argued for years and you're like okay I now have to give you a spark notes version right 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 because that, you want from my yeah. knowledge yeah. Yeah. I got asked this question at
0: Hallowals when I was a, a counselor and I, the kid must have like saved this and must have heard somebody ask it cuz there's no way he was that smart he said when jesus was on the cross um, and he was bearing the sin of the world, God had to turn his back on him because he mm-hmm. was, you know, it was, and that was the most painful part for Christ as he cried out. And he was like, so God can't be in the presence of sin. And that's was that whole thing. I was like, yeah. And so this is how he phrases it. I wasn't, this is your age. I'm sorry, who are we talking about? A, a, a kid. A 10 or 11 year okay, old okay, okay. In, at Camp Palawasa. And then he was like, so how did God talk to Satan when Job was being tempted? He literally spoke to him from like feet away. Just, he actually traveled. Like, he, like even he mm-hmm. mentions that he traveled to talk to him. I'm like stinking son of a, like I, mm-hmm. I, yeah, it I, breaks your brain, it like- does. I was like, uh, but the, the cool part is, is the thinking about the Bible from that angle that they were able to make those connections. But that sounds like something that their parents asked or like they heard. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. either way, though, it's uh interesting, you know, to hear that. Um, because at one point he was able to, I mean. Anyway, we to go through the answer because I'm not sure if I can give a succinct one right now. But yeah. um, that that was a question. I was like, oh man, these kids can come up with like really big conundrums out of nowhere, um, and then you have to do what he said, like sit back and be like, all right, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Yeah, just, either yeah. you have a good answer, I would be like, yeah, or that you deserves have to a whole back explanation yeah.
2: that we don't have time for right now. We'll come back to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, anyway, yeah. And then do all your research because the thing is, there is an answer. Mm-hmm. We just, we obviously don't know the answer to every single question that could possibly be, mm-hmm. or we just haven't thought of one. You know, we just having like. Thought, I would have never thought of that, like ever, ever, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: No. Yeah, no. That's that's nothing I would ever have mm-hmm. thought. And that's why sometimes it's hard to answer those questions because you're like, my brain never processed that. Mm. Like, why would you think of that? I used yeah. to get mad like when, that's a low off topic, but like in high school, we would be like doing math, and they're like, well, what if you, what if you did it this way, and they did it wrong. Right, and now I'm like, okay, now there's a whole new way in my brain to do this wrong. <laughs> oh, I didn't yeah. think I didn't think it was a thing. Yeah, and yeah. Now it is. Yeah. So thanks for that. It's one of those. It's like it's yeah. It's hard because your brain doesn't always think the same way as others. Mm. Or like now, there, isn't there like a whole new math now that we're teaching. Yeah, it's Right. Yeah. I think. so.
2: Well, I mean, in California. No, don't even. I know where you're going. I don't even. It's gonna make me puke. Okay. I already know what you're saying. Yeah, I got to work tomorrow. Math is racist.
1: I don't want to start cleaning up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. I
2: knew. Where, yeah. You said it anyway. I said not to say, it, but he said it. <laughs> no, I'm saying
1: okay. it anyway. Um, I'm saying. I'm not
0: saying. No, but disagree, I don't even, or that's agree, not what I meant. In, I,
2: I didn't mean that. I mean, like, isn't there an actual new way to do math now? Like, yes. and you get the same answer. Like in the like, they want basically yeah. you want you to use a whole sheet of paper. Yeah, as, for, if you can, for one problem.
0: See,
1: I don't even. I don't even know if I like. I don't know what it is. But
2: and, like in that, you see like the old math, and you're like, why can't we just do that at the top?
1: Isn't there like a whole thing? So, right? Yeah, I think there's a whole new math. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what it is though. It doesn't make sense to me. My sister showed me one time. I was like, baby. I got the, I'm an English teacher. Yeah, but yeah. Trying to think, so yeah, we okay. we pl- kind of plowed through a bunch of
0: the the different um, reasons, but I'm just gonna kind of hit. Uh, Joe read the first one, so to see we can add, we hit on three or four of these already out of the five. But these are the five crucial reasons why kids are leaving the church. First one was we aren't helping them find the hard uh, the answers to the to hard questions. And by the way, there's another list from another research book by uh, called called um, Tom uh, Tom Bissett's Why. Christian kids leave the faith, mm. and they came up with four reasons, and they're the same four of the five so the other one is that this is they a, a right. common consensus uh mm-hmm. to what yeah. these reasons are among all, most Christian scholars and the first one is they aren't being trained in apologetics the second one is we've been teaching them to be good more than we're teaching them what it means to follow jesus and mm. I would say this uh, there's a little anecdote for this. That I I stand behind. I, there's there's people that I know in our in our congregation and in, in the congregations I've been part of the past where there are there are people who don't have kids that are spiritual fathers to the people in the church, mm-hmm. and I I consider this okay. don't have their own biological kids because gotcha. God hasn't called them to have kids, but they are very fatherly and very discipling of other kids, yeah. and so there's this like kind of. I don't know, stipulation that, you know, all Christians have to have kids. That's one that we can talk about in a full another podcast. Mm. And there's also another um, stipulation that, um, you know, your dad is the person who is the one discipling you. And there are plenty of people whose dads stink um, and they're still able to get to church and they can be discipled. And I think, you know, I fortunately had a good father, but there's a couple of kids in our church right now that that, that are, you know, don't have active father figures in their lives. And there's a, a guy that we know all know very well that has taken them under his wing and is discipling them day in and day out, you know, being the spiritual father that they weren't born or given by God
4: in a and, biological form. And it doesn't even have to be that you have a bad father. You can have a great dad and True. just have a better fatherly disciple relationship with another uh, father You're figure right. in the church. I'm just thinking yeah. like the immediate need. Oh, hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. I mean, I
0: had other spiritual fatherly mentors in the church and I, I think to a certain extent, pastor Vince has all been kind of ours, oh, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. as our pastor. But for the second one, it says we're teaching them to be good rather than teaching them what it means to follow Jesus. That's discipleship yeah. and discipling kids and taking time individually aside to talk to them. And I think that there's plenty of room um, for, uh, all kinds of people to minister and disciple to young kids, but I don't know. I've seen specifically in our church, there's a couple guys that don't have kids that are doing amazing work with uh, these young kids that are and discipling them, bringing them up, and um, I don't know. It's admirable, um, and I I don't know. There's a there's a lot of times we put people in boxes, and you know, you do or don't have kids. <laughs> I don't think it's that straight forward, you know, because I I know the one relationship that I'm thinking of, he's put more time into this kid discipling him than I currently have with my own child, Um, and so he's a lot of time pouring into this kid, a lot, you know, and um, I think that that is what's needed uh, in in churches, is for for men of God to step out, and women of God, but I I think women do this naturally, very nurturing, but men have got to really step up and take other kids under their wing and and disciple them. Um, I don't know, that's just That was my thought. Um, Reason number three, they can see behind the masks. We already talked about that one, right? Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy, yeah. yeah. Um, They're emphasizing rules over relationship. Are these, by the way, are these in order? I think they're just reasons. Okay, because I think they can see behind the masks is
2: number one. Okay.
0: Uh, Like when they actually, like number one reason given is like the hypocrisy. Okay. I believe you. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are emphasizing rules over relationship, which is kind of like number two, right? Teaching them to be good instead of what's like to follow Jesus. Which is probably why the other one only is four, and then the fifth one is we aren't helping them develop deep, long-lasting connections to the church, which is uh, kind of like discipleship.
2: Wait, yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to question reason number four because, like, what does that even? I mean, I know what it means, but like, do you do you ever feel like, where do you see rule? Do you see rules constantly being emphasized? Yeah, yep. and okay. no, no, no.
4: We're I gonna say, say certain yeah.
0: denominations. No. Oh, okay. It depends on the issue. Sex is the issue where it's rules. Oh. Don't hold hands. Don't kiss. Don't watch movies with it in it. Like, Did you see that happening, though? Every retreat I've ever been to, there's been a talk by a counselor about that. Uh, Like, every snow camp I've went to, there's always, they pull you aside.
1: Yeah, they tend to hone in even even if it's not really, like, an apparent issue.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been on
2: retreats, so I don't, like... As a kid, i never been around.
0: Yeah, like, and I'm not saying it's, it's always been done poorly, but with that issue specifically, it's so harped on. Because and, and the heart behind it is there are kids that are making poor decisions. They want to uh, get you ready for it. But how many times have I been told, do not hold hands before you get married? Really? So many times.
1: I never heard the hold hands thing, but yep. I can see it. At a,
0: a camp I went to every winter, there was the same guy that always would speak, and he would always pull the guys aside for the little guys thing. And it was like all these rules. And it was like never mentioned that, you know, this is the comparison to the um, Christ and the church. and The marriage. You know, marriage yeah, and, and showing how it's a perfect relationship and you should respect the other person. And it was always just like if you touch that, you're holding your sister's hand because they're your sister until they're your bride. And, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I speak I, so many times it makes me uncomfortable. I agree.
1: I, I like mm-hmm. what, you, what you said there. Like it, it does uh, – it makes a difference <laughs> being given given a rule. Sorry, versus, real, sorry, real quick. Hey, hey. It, that, that just, just drove I used to ha- hold my actual sister's
2: hand. So what's the difference? I feel like it's a weird way to describe it. Anyway, sorry. Again, Good. Good. Sorry.
1: Well, you're, I mean, I don't know, I've don't. i never ho- held my sister's hand. you weirdo. Really? No, I'm just I'm kidding. It's like walking just around. Not, like, just yeah, there's, yeah. Is there a banjo? Does so anyone yeah. hear banjos? No, I got, no, I mean, I
2: don't mean like that. I mean, I got, <laughs> one time I got lost in Target when I was a kid. I was traumatized.
0: So when I would go anywhere, like, you know what I mean? Uh, oh like, you, but you, you're like watching movies and stuff.
2: Oh no! I'm like walking around. We make fat I'm like family vacation. We lost call. Think- I'm th- like family vacation. We i is. I'm gonna say like, sitting on the couch. I'm talking like. I mean, I just feel like it's a weird reason to give. Like, it's your sister. I'm like, okay, so like,
0: well, like, well, th- would you snap- would you kiss, would you uh, kiss your sister, sister on the lips? Like, that uh, was everybody the talked at once.
1: I couldn't hear anything. Say.
4: You're not trying to date your sister, right? So I mean, yeah, correct. You're trying to
1: that's date the other girl. Yeah, that's, this is actually a perfect example. It's like what you're saying right now is See. exactly how every kid yeah. that gets told that thinks. Not, I'm not likening you to a kid. Like I'm mm, saying, you kind of are. No, I kind <laughs> <but> of. No, <laughs> you're but not saying, not liking No, but I'm saying like that's exactly the response. Like that's what it's it like, instills. What? And now you're more annoyed and angry about it. I'm not, you know, as a kid, you're more annoyed and angry that that was what it was, and now you're gonna harp over that, and now when you go to chapel in 20 minutes and they talk about the salvation that you can get through Christ or ways to further your relationship, guess what? You're still still fuming about. Yeah, is that they had to focus on something like that?
0: And don't get me wrong, we're all about sexual purity here. We believe in the biblical definition. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying that. Yeah, but I, in terms of how it's approached and and people drawing hard lines that aren't drawn, mm -hmm, you know. mm -hmm.
2: I guess it's just not. I mean, I, well, one I guess I'm not really involved with the youth at the, <laughs> the youths, the youths at the at the uh, church. But I mean, at least from what I am, I, I I don't see it being corrected. I don't even see it happening. Let well, alone it doesn't be, happen like, in our church.
1: Yeah, it's something that you don't have to address unless I I think you see something. Now, if it comes up when what you're going through in scripture and everything, it should be. I believe it should be addressed. I guess the, I don't think I guess it's something like, that needs to be harped on.
2: I guess when I read the sentence, I was thinking of like all these teens trying to like hold hands and they're constantly like, just like smacking
1: wrists everywhere around the, you know what I mean? I'm like,
2: yeah, that's what I thought it was. Okay. So, so
1: sorry, you were, you were on it, a point and then I interrupted. So it, what Adam had said is it's sometimes it's not the like rule that's being given. Mm-hmm. It's a, not having the recognition of why that is a rule that's being gotcha. imposed. So like, again,
2: no explanation. Yeah. Like, I, like mm-hmm. I agree.
1: Like growing up, you told so many times about, you know, no premarital sex, all that. You get these rules that you just know are, are like cardinal rules that are wrong but you don't know why. Do you think you what the regulation would help? Because I don't I, mean, I think it would decrease the amount yeah. of bad responses to it. That's that's well said.
2: Because yeah. I don't think it would necessarily stop because I mean think about how many dare classes we went through and like kids still drink, kids still smoke weed, yeah. still kids smoke, smoke smoke cigarettes, you know yeah. what I mean? You know how many black lungs I was shown? Yeah. Not that I've ever – never smoked a cigarette in my life, but like kids still do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they, I, you they know, would be make voice boxes I had to hear and the kids still smoke cigarettes. Like yeah. the will to want to fit in and be cool at that age is is always going to supersede your demonstration. Your point. That last something.
0: one oh. though, if you j- – so a lot of these overlap. Like if we're talking about rules over relationships mm-hmm. and then I'm hearing that you never held hands – If you tell, and I'm sorry if anybody's listening, this is true, but I'm not even sorry. I don't think it's, I don't think you didn't hold hands with your wife before you got married. I don't think any, I I don't, I don't think anybody does that. I don't think you can. I don't know if it's possible. I'm sorry if you're listening, but I I don't know. If you say it, I don't believe you. Um,
1: Yeah, it'd be crazy. Sorry. I just don't.
0: Um, So I, right off the bat as a kid, I was like, no. Like, so then it made me look at the hypocritical side. You right. Know what I mean, I mean oh, oh, so, so purity other. is your mask. Got it. So what else you got going? You know what I mean?
2: Right. 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 I, I agree with that. But and also I think that's such a. If that's what uh, I don't even know how to split. Like that is such a weird thing to start at holding hands.
0: Like well, I could, I could any see any
2: physical touch. I could see if they were like kissing. Yeah. Or maybe just even like hu- hugging or canoodling, holding hands. I mean, that's canoodling. like. like <laughs>
0: What, what? What I? Well, you, what are you, are you flirting in the fifties, nineteen fifties?
3: Wait, what does that mean?
2: I don't it know. Much. I thought I just. Did uh, I, you, I say something wrong? You threw it out there. I yeah.
0: don't. I thought it was just cuddling. Okay.
1: Heart behind it.
2: Yeah, which is, yeah, I didn't mean what I meant, guys. All right. You didn't mean what you meant. Yeah, yeah, but like you said I didn't about, mean what like, I said,
1: would knowing the reasons behind it make a difference? I don't know that it would make a difference in the actions necessarily, but the heart right, right after it is different. Because right. now, if I have a reason as to why it's wrong, and I have to go to chapel in ten minutes yeah. over it, and I'm now in chapel opposed to me being frustrated, I'm still a little. I'm not frustrated at you for telling me what you know. Because what you I should be yourself. doing, you explained it, but now I might be sitting there thinking something and that gives another segue, not that the spirit needs it, but it, it gives another segue for the spirit to move in that lesson where it's like, now something compounds on that. And now maybe even though you may not have, you, even though you were, you heard the reasoning behind why you shouldn't, you were still going to partake in it. Now the spirit might move in that lesson, Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. And now, now you might not. Go into right. that act, so I think it's just more of like how it works in your yeah. heart. Knowing I think behind the reasoning behind it,
0: I think the reasoning helps for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think, like, you're saying, it's not gonna 100%, yeah, yeah, but it's definitely gonna help because nobody responds to rules, no, right? Like, I mean, well,
1: the anything. more they're imposed, the more you don't want to follow, yeah,
0: yeah. But like, if you're talking about what kids are experiencing, rules based, I, unless you guys have different experiences, that it's like, what are the things all adults are worried about with kids, sex, sex. drugs, alcohol. Like, yeah. those are the main three, right? So if they're going to hear Lights. rules-based things, that's what it's going to be about. Um, and I think we harp on them so much. And I would say they might even step into, like, we're harping them so much we're missing some of the other things that you be worried about, like salvation and apologetics and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, you have to you know? work a strong basis, and then sometimes you may not even have to, uh, like, broach that topic. You may not even have to go there. Mm-hmm. You know, if you right. make and, that and strong foundation, like it, it may never. I
0: hurt. might be really
2: wrong in saying this. and might want to retract what I'm saying, but I feel like that's parenting, Yeah, That comes on the parenting. Like the church, you know what I mean? They shouldn't have to tell you not to kiss a girl. That should be parenting at that Mm. age. Like we're here to teach you doctrine, Mm. salvation. Like that's our thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, but you remember one of our guests for a homeschooling episode when we we hit everybody, like her thing about public schooling versus private schooling. And she said she likes Christian schooling because her kids are going to hear the same thing at home from the pastor a youth group and at school and so it's like reinforced so I think at least the consistency of talking about it once in a while to know okay they agree with mom and dad
2: okay but I thought she was kind of talking more about like um you know the salvation message grace, you know it's grace through faith it's, I, like, I it's kinda, not like one she's, they're here in based one
0: they're here in grace yeah like, I just kind of figured it was everything like the bible stuff. yeah you know. okay I don't know. That's just what I Maybe, thought. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's what that was. I remember that point though, because I was like, "Oh, that's a good." That's that was the only point that night where I was like, "That's a good case for yeah. Christian yeah. school." Um. Anyways, that's what I thought of.
2: It. Yeah, it's a good case. Yeah. Okay. We'll just
0: move on. Yeah, we covered that already. Mm-hmm. Sitting. I'm just saying, when we went to find somebody that could speak about kids today in the church, couldn't find anybody from Christian schooling. Hmm. Public school in the house.
1: Public school boy. Just kidding. I was a little mixed though. But seriously, I was. All well, you I were was? Mixed. Yeah. yeah, yeah I sh- I went to uh, sh- <laughs> yeah, be- Bethel until second grade. Um, which oh, so it, you got like fractions and we moved on. Yeah, yeah. I knew was, I was ahead of the game in multiplication. Just great. Just grave so sucking. That was something. <laughs>
2: 131, 26. No kidding. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to get because there's so many different ways we could go with this. I think we hit on about 30 topics tonight instead of instead of one. But
2: I do have I do have a question. That I, oh, good. Well, I'm I just want like, to recap a little bit for okay. me,
0: if that's OK. And yeah, yeah, you guys yeah, can yeah. help me. Like yeah, so yeah. tips for just r- everybody contribute <laughs> one powerful thing <laughs> or just oh. or, no, just um, parents. We talked about that—the role of parents and how important that is. When we did the mm-hmm. homeschooling and Christian schooling episode, that's what it really came down to. It doesn't—the it, schooling is much less important than what happens within your house. Yeah. And so that's kind of what we're hearing about this, right? So mm-hmm. parents' choices for their kids matter in terms of whether their kids are going to leave the church. Yeah. Um, one thing that conclusion did come to about the the, the 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 children's school and why they are often leave, and I thought this was a good point that I forgot to say is that Ken Ham believes it's because parents who send their kids to Sunday school expect the biblical teaching to only mm. happen there.
2: They, yeah. they become dependent on it. When yep. the
0: kids who brought the families that profess faith that didn't send their kids to Sunday school were teaching at home. That was, the, that was, that
4: was, in, that was interesting. Which is the same thing that happened with schooling. That was a switch. Wasn't that part mm-hmm. of that schooling episode where they were expecting the school to be, uh, raising their kids basically and mm-hmm. teaching them godly, um, values. And yeah. then that switched. So yeah. The same. It's a cop out. Yeah. i I've, a, a teacher or a parent that sends
0: their kids to Christian schools has heard other parents who go- send their kids to that same Christian school say, I don't want my kids to sleep around and do drugs, so I send them to this Christian school. Like, they have no idea what the faith even is. They just, like, are ha- – they seem to be good kids, you know, so yeah, I'd rather yeah. send them there. And I think that might be the case sometimes. Anyway. Um, I would be
2: interested to know if the statistics are similar across other faiths.
3: Hmm. Hmm.
2: Like, you know, how many – Muslims are leaving the mosque. How many Jews are leaving the synagogue?
0: You know, I, I, I'd be curious mm. to see if that's the... If that's the I, I would just venture I, to say that I don't think as many Jews are leaving the faith, Orthodox Jews. True, but I do think there's a higher
2: percentage of, like, non-practicing. I
0: was going to say... There's so many I, people I, that are just Orthodox. Jewish, just but. I'm saying Orthodox, like the, those who practice.
2: I, I was going to say... Okay, but n- then you can't say that for us, then, because the people that are leaving are the ones that are not practicing.
0: That's they're literally, not that's pra- li- they're that's not literally what leaving is. They're leaving and they're practicing until they leave. Same thing with Jews. No, so I'm, I'm saying the they're practicing the- and so they continue practicing. What?
1: I'm so confused. Talking about practice.
0: Cole's, Cole's just not going <laughs> to He's going to pretend like he doesn't know what we're talking about. So he's going to pick a side. No,
4: I, I legitimately lost Hold him. on. Can no, anybody, saying,
0: anybody appreciate Brady's Iverson remark right there?
2: No. <laughs> he said we're talking about practice.
4: <laughs> No, so, I, oh, that was gold. So I was gonna say that I, I think that it would be, not the case in other religions because I feel like they're practiced more at home than Christianity is. I would think. That's
1: just an assumption. Every am i, I am I'd am also I, have to know I, how much because I'm poorly read in at least you know obviously Islam things like that, yeah. but how much there is Absolutely, yeah, absolute truths that they try and impose. Because there's a difference between actually having and understanding absolute truths and yeah. keeping it to yourself or having absolute truths and then trying to impart that on others. And I feel like Christians often understand there's absolute truths and then try and impart that to others. We evangelize more. Yeah, we evangelize mm-hmm. more. Opposed to where, I mean, I've I've had more... Evangelicals come to me and and you know try and spread the gospel. Then I've had like a little pamphlet on Islam right. or things like that. So I think that also comes down to to that as well. Well, I think one reason
2: is just because sheer percent amount of there's more Christians than True. Muslims around. But also, um, mm. I, I would say it goes Christians are higher evangelizers than and then and then Muslim. And then Jewish, because Jewish is more of like a a culture, like a a blood, a blood, like a people.
0: Yeah. Um, So based off this one study by Pew, is it's about the same.
2: One 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 in four
0: American Jews are losing their religion. It's just the title of the article. So, so that's about you
2: know. So back to what you were saying, I was like, it's
0: actually no, that's lower. That's lower. One in four, so twenty five percent are leaving as a person. Sixty. Sixty to seventy.
1: But I think that's also hard to gauge because you'd have to know others because we essentially have the basis up in the New Testament. We we agree. But The We're, Jews, correct? Mm-hmm. Like, we we have similar beliefs up to a point. So, mm-hmm. it would make sense that the same arguments that are made to discredit oh, our beliefs, you. starting in the Old Testament, right? Because, we, like, Ken Ham talks about you want to have a strong basis in Genesis mm-hmm. on so that when you yeah. get to the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, mm-hmm. yeah. you can account – you can show the continuity That's through. the same thing with so, Islam.
2: You still true. have to believe in one God. You still believe in Adam and Eve. You still believe in – it's an Abrahamic religion. So you still believe
1: in the flood. That's believe- true what I'm saying. We, we still use – like the, the Torah is still the same for us to but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, like, yeah. I don't know if my point's making sense, but we're still using uh, the exact same scripture, yeah, yeah, together.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So oh, if they're, right. so they're the, going to attack the Old Testament, of, they're going to the attack, the, of, of gonna attack both religions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right, but so, all so all I'm saying, any attack on Old Testament will ring true for the Jew as well as the right. But those
2: absolute truths that are being that are being attacked, it would also attack Islam as well.
1: Unless they're
0: specifically attacking Genesis 3. Yeah, I'm kind of shifting off of, like, absolute truths now for that. It's more of, like, them uh trying to
1: discredit, like, anything in the Old Testament, opposed to, like the absolute truths that okay, are, okay, okay. in the world. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I get your was... point. Like, yeah, if you're talking yeah, about
0: yeah, absolute yeah. truth, like, the one God, creation, yeah. Yeah. like, you're Is there gonna, a truth? Yeah, yeah you're gonna yeah, yeah. get, like, all the main yeah. 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 But then if monotheistic you wrote, religions.
1: Yeah, go back to, like, how how the world was created and all that. Then yeah. then that's... It's gonna be the same attack to the Jew as the mm. Christian.
2: Right. So if you go backwards... I don't even know why we're still on this, but if, we're, if you go backwards, Jews and Christians have more in common, but then more... Still backwards, but more present-time Jews and... That's not true. Never mind. I was going to say Islam. because I was I mean, I was
0: on the ride for with you. No, because I, no, because,
2: I mean, the, uh, the Quran talks about Jesus more than anybody else and, and mm-hmm. how he's a, a, the greatest yeah. prophet and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So they recognize him as more than the Jews did.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, his miracles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So in that sense,
0: Islam's closer. Gotcha. Both, I got you, Yeah. Mm-hmm. All
2: right, so Mike, oh, were you still going no,
0: through No, no, no. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I just we hit parents and then just the other... What was the other topic? Like good churches? Yeah, being teaching them um, how to defend the yep. faith. Not being like hypocritical. Yeah. yeah. Not being fake.
1: That's basically... Yeah, tr- transparent. Um, yeah, transparent. basically boiled down to being having a good church base and being transparent.
0: And like and, showing your struggle instead of hiding it. Yes,
1: and and being a human in front of others, not trying to be perfect or yeah. look appear perfect. And that's so
0: easy. That's like yeah. an easy... I love that one because I, I do that all the time. So,
2: he, so Bray had mentioned
1: this... Yeah. World's greatest sinner?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Bray had mentioned this... In the very beginning. But I want, I'm curious to know your guys' thoughts on, like, how much of this do you think... Because we just really harped on, like, why kids are leaving the church. And all the reasons we just named. We literally just recapped them. But how much of it do you think is Holy Spirit-based? Mm, that's a good question. Because hmm. there is people coming to the faith when everything is against all odds. So, no, so, what, so last episode, we just talked about... Um,
3: <laughs>
2: he lost school again. It's,
1: like what, it's like when when Aubrey <laughs> made that noise and Allison yeah, yeah, yeah. all it all together.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so last episode, we just talked about the um, the the sniper for the Palestinian Liber- Liberation Organization. Yeah. Against all odds, in the middle of the of the Middle East, he came to know Jesus. Yeah, he didn't. He 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 was not faced with anyone anything that we just mentioned. He never had apologetics. He never had Noah's Ark, the wrong depiction of Noah's Ark. He never had public school versus Christian school. He never had anything. Now he's going into mosques in the most dangerous parts of the world and preaching Christ. You know what I mean? People like Ravi Zacharias was not born in, in, into any of these. Nabil Qureshi was not born into any – like, if God's going to call you, God's going to call you.
1: So yeah, how much true.
2: of this is – I don't want to say our fault – or how much of this is spirit-led? I guess it's something you can't quantify, so I don't really know yeah. what I'm asking.
0: So if yeah. somebody can help me out. No, right no, yeah, now- yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, I, just, I have a couple initial thoughts. I don't, okay, know, I don't yeah. have any answers. But I would say, I mean, we, I think we all agree at the, the foundational level that it is the same miracle that happens from the sniper to the kid who's in Sunday school right it's the same miracle of God Correct. calling and yeah. offering you the blood of Jesus Christ to yes. co- cover your sins so i acknowledge the holy spirit's work in in, in both those and i mean in every single salvation work it's the holy spirit led but i also i think the discussion tonight wasn't in lieu of the holy spirit's work but it was if we have the opportunity to present the gospel accurately, are we doing so to kids? And like, how can we hold up our end to be the hands and the feet to those kids? So I don't know how, much, I mean, if we're going to say how much of it is one as the other, it's a hundred percent, the Holy spirit.
4: That's, a, that's what I'm, that's what I'm more yeah. leaning towards. You know, but there, how right. much of it are we hindering? Like, yeah. Like, are way. we not being used by the well, Holy spirit? And that's my
2: question. So I think but, but, that's I my, think that's my thing is, I think I agree. I think it's 100% the Holy spirit because I mean, granted we might be showing bad pictures of Noah's Ark, Mm-hmm. but we're not preaching don't ever mention the name of jesus or we will kill you and your family we're not saying that and these people are still coming to christ by the boatloads you know what i mean or like, so i think it's 100 percent holy spirit led no matter what we do we, we can of course yeah, yeah i agree yeah, yeah. i just think that like i just think now that now that i'm now that i'm looking back on it in hindsight i think we, we have five reasons right here that we just read and number one should have been
0: the holy spirit yeah yeah, and I think we could have prefaced that at the beginning of the episode, because I think we kind of all thought that going well, in. Well, we did. He said it in the beginning. Yeah. Um, but we kind of yeah.
2: just said it and, like, bounced and kept going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, there were- but there's people coming to Christ against all
0: odds. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, this, again, like, the same Holy Spirit calling both. Right, 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 yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think this ultimately comes down to, um, like, reading through, I uh, number one, like, apologetics are so Im- important, and being able to make that base of faith to understand greater concepts, right? So... I think the holy. Obviously, it is one hundred percent Holy Spirit led. Yeah. But you, it's also a matter of how much we make the Holy Spirit real and what's going on to them. Oh yeah, absolutely. In a a, like intellectual, not intellectual way, but in in a way that that the kids can understand and Mm -hmm. people can understand. So they understand that the seven day creation was correct and that's what it was. And then. You know that we can go through and, and see God's work and um, you know Abraham and Isaac and everything as we work up all the way so that right, right, right. they recognize that as being true and understand how it works so that when we get to the Spirit that leads for salvation yeah like, no I agree we, but that's, that's real thing, even yeah. even
2: against the all odds these people that I named they all came to the faith late in their life as adults
3: mm-hmm. and we so, like the-
2: they had they already, they could logically mm-hmm. think through these things yeah. they could logically research the Noah's Ark and like yeah. you know they can actually look that stuff up so no I because yeah.
0: I'm glad I you don't, made that distinction, but I know. Yeah, he,
2: because I don't want to. I don't want to seem like it make make it seem like Calvinistic. Like, how do we uh, fix this? No, you don't need to apologize yeah. at all. The Holy Spirit is either going to call you or he's not. That's yeah. not what I'm saying. Like, every one of these guys that I just named in the Middle East, somebody came to them and told them about yeah. Christ. Yeah, like so. So that is that is huge. And what we're doing in the in the, in the children's ministry is huge. I'm just. I just don't want to not mention the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah, but, and I. But I'm saying we're, I agree that we're not the Calvinists in the whole tulip, where we think that. It, God's going to call, he's going to call, but at the same time, we're also not taking the full accountability of whether someone's getting saved or not. Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: So it's in between. Right, it's, right, right. And, and I just wanted to make sure we mentioned yeah. that though.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, it's like what in our minuscule part mm-hmm. that can we we, we have that we can do better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. yeah I mean, the, imagine how many people in history would love to have the privilege that we have of like unlimited technology, unlimited resources, unlimited copies of the Bible, and, you know, to be like, to be able to have kids for three to five hours a week to just speak into them
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: about the the gospel, and we're just like, how do we do that best, and how are we messing up? Because I think in some ways, like he said, like Cole said, we're hindering it. Like mm-hmm. not not we're just not doing the best thing we can do. We're hurting them by giving them mm-hmm. graphics of the ark, you know, mm-hmm. in, in ways like that.
2: Yeah, because uh, yeah. I mean, look at like Judah, you you can be looking right at Jesus and not mm-hmm. and not yeah. choose to follow, you know. So like, um, yeah, like Robbie Robbie's R- thing. I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying. So, like, it's it's God's calling everybody, mm-hmm. even just by nature, even just by you know His general revelation, mm-hmm. He's calling everybody to Himself. It's just whether we're sensitive to it or not, mm-hmm. whether we're going to submit to Him or not. Sorry, good.
0: No, no, I I just I've shared this before, but it's it's relevant to every time we talk about apologetics with Ravi, um, Zacharias. He had a conversation with a girl uh, over the period of an hour, convinced her that. Jesus was the one true God and no other God existed, and that he was, uh, died for her sins. And she just admitted that you're right, but I'm not willing to accept him. And oh, yeah. so you can convince people through logic that God is the one true God, Jesus died oh, and he was the son of God, yeah. and then still say no.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's Frank Turk's golden question. Mm-hmm. When he says, before if, he, yeah, be, be, he says, if, I, if Christianity were true, would you believe it? And a lot of people will say no. So they're just not searching for truth, mm-hmm. they just want validation of what they already believe. They the literally just admitted, "What
0: is true, I will not believe." Mm. So I was like, "And that means that you've taken them to the cross, and the Holy Spirit is not indwelling them yet." You know, that was you got them all the way there, right, 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 right. right. Yeah. But the horse isn't drinking, mm-hmm. you know,
2: and he's calling them, but they're just not accepting. They're just,
1: mm. yeah. yeah, I think that's a perfect loop back to uh, the verse you guys had for tonight. In Luke seven nineteen said, "John calling to his disciples to him, sent them to Jesus saying." Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? Mm. Like so you're even John the Baptist, like right? you're John, yeah. you're the you're the man that was elected to call people, call people's hearts before mm-hmm. Christ comes to pave the way for him. Yeah, and the Christ and he is did. here, and he did. Yeah, and yeah. the Christ is here, right in front of you, doing amazing things, and you're still like, do we look for another? Right, that's, and that's not, why and I chose you have know, that because of the audacity to not even be the one to go. Like, are you the Christ? Right. You send disciples. So mm-hmm. it is just a matter of all we can do is bring people to where to the cross the best we can Mm -hmm. and then from there let let the cross take over
2: yeah absolutely and that's why i picked that verse because he did everything he was supposed to do and then when everything got real and he got arrested that's when he started he's like wait a minute like this i wasn't picturing like this you know like Mm -hmm. and that goes goes back to the
1: whole being transparent like parenting it's like i -hmm. thought everything was supposed to go smooth right yeah just like all the jews thought that Jesus was gonna come in and be a conquering king. Yeah, not coming in and on a lowly Rome. donkey yeah. and yeah,
2: yeah. My favorite thing is his answer to that. Jesus just says, "Tell him what you saw." <laughs> like I wish we could say that. Mm. Like, are you are you a Christian? Mm. Tell everybody what you saw. That, my my actions should speak. That's that's yeah. not being mm-hmm. hypocrite. Like, if you just described me to somebody, would they be like, oh, it sounds like you're talking about a Christian, a little Jesus"? You know what I mean, or something like that.
0: Mm. Yeah, man. I'm just enjoying listening. That was good. It's, was like, good. I'm a, it's like I'm listening to the podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I uh, feel almost every time. <laughs> <I remember. laughs> yeah, so alright, we solved it. Guys yeah. go fix your churches. <laughs> I expect every kid to be in service on Sunday. <laughs> with their oh, baseball but, by teams. the way, that's another
2: good point too. Like I know we talked about the like, different things, like you talking about um how do you preach to somebody who's been walking with the Lord for thirty years and somebody who just walked in. Mm-hmm. But you have to you have to prepare sermons and studies and you know studies for people who might not have been there four weeks yeah. you don't know if it's gonna be two kids you don't know if it's gonna be mm-hmm. yeah. 18 kids you don't know if it, you know that's gonna be rough
1: yeah it's hard i mean it luckily the number doesn't change the the contact the content that they're getting you know it's gonna be the same christ if i have two or, or 18 right right but, that's obviously um, but, but no, i know like what you're
2: saying you don't know if it's games a kid that's you want you gonna m- play games and I'm like oh this is like i need more than this amount of people or like
1: whatever yeah it, it's definitely hard i've um so I tried the model that after what I liked most and what I like now about our group from BP. God, well, BP wasn't our, wasn't youth. Okay, past not you youth got pastor. Got you. our, our um, what's it called? Uh, wasn't the youth leader for um for junior high. I, I actually looked to senior high with uh, Tony Bylone. Um, okay. you know, we Yeah. TB. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we didn't have a lot of like structured games. It was more so emphasis on just fellowship, catching up. You know, there was times where, you know, I'd go play ping pong if I didn't feel like talking to somebody, and if I wanted to talk, I could sit there, and Tony honed right yeah. in on it, and it's like, what's going on at home? Like, what's going on right, this right, week? Right. So I try to make it so that we're available to the kids, mm-hmm. you know, so that they have that opportunity there, I, and then from there, you know, I'll we'll, let the, yeah. the spirit take over in the in the scripture.
0: We also going to cut this part out, because we asked Tony to be on our missionary podcast, and he couldn't come, so <laughs> uh, we don't give him more credit than... You
1: know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Couldn't come to our podcast. On, he didn't Tony. help Brady. He actually hurt his walk. Yeah, come on, Tony. <laughs> yeah,
1: just kidding. But yeah, it's it's hard, you know, finding out what you need to do for the for the kids, and then kind of trying to transfer back to when I was there and and what I needed.
0: Mm. One thing, go ahead.
1: No, I was
2: going to say how much how much do you do a lot of recapping?
1: Because so, if you're going through a book, yeah. So what I try to do that, is. Obviously, I'll, like you said, you don't know how many kids are going to be there how often they've been there. So I try and base my recaps off of who I have there. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I've been blessed and be f- f- rightfully so for the first time, trying not not be like, Sam and I have been killing it. Like God has really been bringing kids consistently Gosh. and mm. has grown the group since mm. we started, which has been a, just Good. a blessing. Mm. Um, so I haven't had to worry about really like, recapping for the person that hasn't been there for four weeks okay the most i've had to do was oh sorry like you missed last week because your family was sick i'm glad you're back this week like let's jump back in so usually I only recap about the week prior and um you know i try and work that into my lesson there because you know it's kind of like when there's a therefore what's it there for you kind of have to go back before right, 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 so it's right, yeah. like the kind of recap before to bring us back in so it's not just like last week we talked about the paralytic being healed and now all of a sudden we're talking about the, you know, going out in the fields and, and Christ healing uh, a man's hand in, in the synagogue. You know, it's so, um, that, that's usually how And just give a little recap and then segue into the, the lesson for them.
0: What would, I just have another question I'm thinking about. Cause I, I know Vince and I were talking about not too long ago, how I used to hate when I was in youth group, we used to go away together. We had the girls and guys that'd take separate vans. Like we couldn't drive together. That was that was a thing, and it annoyed me so many. Like, cause I just you, as a teenage dude, you want to sit next to a girl on a long car ride, like it's it, you know what I mean, or at least you want to be near one, or maybe you have friends that are girls that are more than the guys, and you want to yeah. sit. And it was always the thing, like just only bad can happen, and a thing. And I remember like thinking so, I was so annoyed, like each time it happened, I was I just want to go home. Like I, I didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Even if it was I knew where I was going was gonna be awesome, but now that I'm an adult, like I kind of get it.
1: Yeah, not I, saying,
0: I know. Just give me a look, but I, I kind of get it a that's little just bit. My face. Oh, your face is broken. Then you should fix I'm sorry. it. Sorry, I'm just kidding. Um, No, but I kind of get it now. Because like the reason I wanted to sit there is because you know you wanted to grow a relationship oh, that's, with the girl. I guess that's like,
2: like that's why like, you're getting mad because you're not getting what you want. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But and like even then I'm like, but nothing's gonna happen. Like you know, you can't even touch yeah. her hand because the guy right, told me right, right, I can't. Right, right. <laughs> but like it's still you're not there to create a r- romantic relationship on the way. There you're there to foster the relationship oh, yeah. with christ and you're not going to do yeah. that in that you know with yeah your i think focus ultimately it's your...
1: not something that i plan on doing for this trip at least for our snow yeah. camp coming up um you know it's obviously something that i think it comes with wisdom and and time doing mm-hmm. things and seeing how stuff plays out not that i expect bad things but, but you know like that was something that annoyed me so i'm going to try and avoid that mm-hmm. and you know most of the time i didn't have ill intent like for instance like chrissy and i were super close and when they wanted to split up vans, it was like, okay, well, I'm the closest with Chrissy. And I go to school mm-hmm. with her. We go to youth group. Like I wanna so, talk about the Bible. With so Chrissy. like I just want to talk to my yeah. friend that I have the most continuity with. And now I'm separated because there's a fear that something may happen. Now to me, I'd rather give you the the freedom. And it's kinda like I'm giving you my trust. The trust, yeah. And the is, second yeah. you break my trust is now when we'll now have to okay, we're gonna well, do split things and yeah.
0: I agree and I think that's a good way to do it and you're le- we're all learning the best way for the kids that you have you know so like yeah, yeah. that two kids stopped coming to you through permanently because of that rule and they never came back and their parents like serve so like the, it did, did have negative effects but I'm just curious what have you what, is there anything that you disagreed with that you're now like I could do that better or, or, or like you're, yeah you're doing now when you thought it was dumb or that you, they did um, mm. you know and now you're like oh that actually was pretty dumb I can do that better you don't have to shout, you know, because we already shouted out your different youth leaders in the past. So you no, know, I'm to, trying.
1: To, I'm trying to think of,
0: like, uh, one thing I know you have to probably wrestle with for every single youth group is fun time versus Bible time. Yes, yeah, because you want to hook the kids enough to get them in, but you want to give them good theology. You, you teach too long, they don't look forward to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You give them too many games, they don't get. You know, so it's a balance.
1: Yeah, so I'd say that um, that's something that's like I kind of gotten a hold on. Like we. We play games in the beginning. Obviously, I don't nothing structured. But I, I'd say I probably didn't really change much from like I said when Tony did it. We had a lot of time in the beginning. Luckily now, what I love and it wasn't my doing. This is just what we have now. We have the full two hours. And growing up, mm-hmm. I always had two hours of Wednesday night um, youth group. So when you're fit into an hour, it's very hard. You're 10 minutes late. Now you only have 50 minutes. Now you have to fit in time where you're socializing, having fun, hooking yeah. the kids it's in. And now you have to get your lesson in and then also leave more time because the fellowship afterwards is also important because you want to leave time for the kids not only fellowship with each other, but if something really hit them in that lesson and they want to talk about it, I want to have time that I can be there for them yeah. because I, I have all the time in the world. Not all the time in the world, but I, I'm able yeah. to drive. I have that mobility. They don't. They, I have them Wednesday and if they show up Sunday to talk. Or if they somehow reach out to me outside of church, or have their parents reach out to me, so I like to leave that time there, so that there's time for fellowship and and the ability to, um, you know, make make connections mm-hmm. between the kids and with with the kids. So I say that's something that I didn't really that that we do that I I like that Tony did and that we continue mm-hmm. through now. Um, it's interesting
0: you say that because in teaching there's a, the rule of thirds, mm-hmm. so you get a 45 minutes or 60 minutes. It's always instruction for 15 partner or some sort of you know partner work for fifteen and then either a class discussion or larger groups discussion. Yeah and that's kind of because you we, don't want yeah. we've broken
1: it into because it makes it easiest for it to break down and I like some of the kids are really shy. So um, you know if they have personal questions or, or like they're not always comfortable raising those to the full mm. groups. And we have mm-hmm. the smaller groups. There's that opportunity again, if they're comfortable. And after that, when there's no spotlight on them, they can also come up to me, mm. which is, uh, which is a good time. That's awesome. But, um, it is interesting tra- trying to find the line also of like what's acceptable and, and what's not, um, with I, not, not language. Obviously there are very clear lines on what language yeah. is acceptable and what's not, but it's kind of like the joking mm-hmm. aspects. Like our group's very close and we're very sarcastic with each other. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like our twenty our something group. Yeah. Middle
0: schoolers don't always pick up on sarcasm. Yeah,
1: and middle schoolers don't always pick up on it. So it it's gotten a lot better now. But in the beginning, you know, it takes a little bit of time filling the kids out. Like I don't want to be sarcastic like I am with you guys where like Sometimes it can be kind of demeaning sarcasm, but like, it, bro, it's, it's like a really funny. nice shirt. Yeah, it's stuff like that, yeah. right? It's a, it's a nice dad shirt. Yeah, you know, I'm a loser. It's fine. I was giving an example. I know, it. no, no. but it's fine in that line where you don't. I don't want to put the kids off to what we have here. So like we've kind of found out that. I, we Well, have I think a good that's a longevity together. of
2: trust. You know what I mean? Like we could pretty much uh, we could say anything we want to one another because at, mm-hmm. at the end of the day we know we would like, lay down traffic for one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like they, they don't know that about you. Like. They, like I mean, they might want to believe that, but they don't know that about you. Mm.
1: Even though you probably would, you know. So it's like you can't just say whatever you want to them, because like mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was finding that line of like, one, what is acceptable to say to these kids, on, on what they'll they'll accept personally, mm. right? And then also what is actually acceptable to say to someone others, some other persons biblical child yeah, um, oh, yeah. Y- y- but just then like also general. the biblical yeah, yeah, aspect yeah. what's okay for me to say so yeah. it's a lot of like not that i'm saying anything that's like on the edge with them yeah it's, just it's like, so like knowing what jokes. kind of joking is okay hmm. with them like sarcasm wise and like is it okay for me to like maybe make fun of the coat that you wore this week because mm-hmm. i know you'll accept it and understand that like it's i'm coming out of love to mess with you like that's mm-hmm. how, like that's how i make connections and and yeah. I, I recognize that you're able to make that connection that way as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that's probably been the hardest is finding like the line in, and being the adult in the room. Yeah.
0: You know?
1: Yeah. Is to like for the first time make like, having a structured room. and find trying not, not to laugh when yeah, it makes a joke. Yeah, and finding <laughs> that line now where I'm like your friend, but I am also like the adult you need to respect in the room. Mm. So when I say, "Listen," like
2: that's a, that's a that's a hard line to dance.
1: Yeah, and and like, mm. it's been hard. I mean, I think we are okay. With you don't want
2: to you don't wanna get too close to friends because then the other oh you're just you're just one of them. Yeah, like yeah. someone
1: one one week someone said Mister Montag and I said, "Dude, don't ever." <laughs> I, like, I literally was like, "You can call me Mister Brady if you want. Despite you can call the mustache, me Brady. Do not call me Mister Montag. <laughs> you can call me Brady, but I, I want I want to make an environment where mm. I am." able to be your friend but I'm also your spiritual leader at, at during this time like you need to recognize mm-hmm. that yeah. th- and know when that line is like when I'm teaching there's no like there's no joking around like you can make fun of me mess with me like before, before and after, and after yeah. but when we're diving into God's word like the most important thing mm-hmm. is what God has to say now and what this means in your life and my life and you need to respect what I have to say at that time and yeah, I, you have to I, set I,
0: apart that yeah yeah, for chunks, the sanctity yeah. of the word yeah consecrated yeah. and, and I like though the fact that the way you're saying of you do want to joke around with them, and you do want to look like I, I. These kids that are probably coming to your youth group, um, if they're going to a public school or even private school, they're looking at authority figures, and their odds are they're getting condescended to throughout the day. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I just know. I remember from going all the way through school, you have a couple of teachers that are just like their authority. There's no personal connection, and you just like do this work. You know, and then they come there, and if you were that cold or that same way, we're like. All right, guys, play a game. You get twenty minutes of volleyball. I'll meet you guys inside. I'll have my Bible open. I'm ready to talk. You know, you wouldn't. They need that. They're craving that personal connection. Yeah. You know, and that authority figure that's willing to step down. But you do have to watch it a little bit because you. Yeah, you because don't,
1: it's, it's easy to get grouped into like, hey, I'm like, I still feel like I'm a kid. Yeah. And like, it's easy to not join in, but like, put yourself at the same level there. Yeah. Opposed to being like, okay, like, I I, know, I like to portray them like we are we are equals, but I'm still. It's and tough, a, an authority yeah. figure at the same time. Yeah. Like it's like a, it's a card. Da- like, it it's a dance. Yeah, and it's a dance that you, you have to work each week, and you know, it gets easier as it goes on. And luckily, I have an awesome group of kids that understand that. Like we can joke around and everything, but when it comes down to when we sit down, we need to mm-hmm. get real in the word. You know, we still work on. They go off in their little tangents when we, uh, you know, do prayer requests and things like that. Yeah, but that's That's part of the, like they crave the attention from. Mm-hmm. Not only, you know, the adults in the room, but also their peers that they want them to, you know, know oh, what's going on. Oh, middle school. On. Yeah. So sometimes, like, that's where I have to step uh. in the most and be like, all right, listen, like, not to limit your prayer request, but I need a legitimate prayer request. Like, let's keep moving and give the respect to everyone else that you were given when you brought your prayer request to us. Yeah,
2: because then they want to make joke around them and be like... Anybody got any prayer requests? Oh, can you guys pray for Adam's hairline or something like that? You know what I mean? It's like that's not yeah, what and, do and do stuff like, like that where like you have
1: to step in and be like, okay, yeah. listen, like this I, is a serious I time. I did. I was just making some up. That's fine. Like we can joke <laughs> about <laughs> it. That's fine. So we can I joke about it before. But <laughs> joke about it before, after, not once we sit down and go to the Lord yeah. in prayer. Next like, week is going to be encounter Brady, Cole, and Adam. Yeah. Um.
2: I I have a question, but it's going to change. It's going to okay. Um. So we we kind of established one of the reasons that kids are leaving the or just I guess people in general, but mainly kids like up teen to twenty twenties, One of the reasons that they're leaving the church is because they're not getting answers to tough questions, which is also another way to say like they don't know how to defend yeah. their faith. Mm-hmm. But we also established in a previous episodes. Uh, now we don't have I don't think we have statistics, but we can I think firmly agree here that like. A lot of current Christians can't defend their faith that that are still in the church. Mm-hmm. So if there's a big chunk of percentage of people leaving the church that can't defend their faith, but then there's a big percentage of Christians in the church that can't defend their faith, are they just in the church for the culture of it? Mm-hmm. I'd say no. Or do they just believe in Jesus but don't necessarily know why, but they just believe in him?
1: Yeah. So, or is it both? I can't remember if it was the, the um, this book or if it was one of the other books I've been reading lately. But there was a uh, differentiation made where, like, there comes a point where um, you either you have to either decide. A lot of people either decide that they're like what they believe is completely the truth, or they decide that the and get answers to those seeds of doubt. Or they just decide that they're going to like believe without getting answers to those. Just a blind faith. Right. Yeah, just a blind faith. But ultimately, that's not any way to do it because you can, you, that you're not going to have the hundred. I mean, you, you can have sal- salvation faith, like you have faith mm-hmm. that saves, but you're always going to have those doubts that you struggle with. That you're either going to have to just be like, "Oh, whatever," like I just put my faith in God, or you can seek after answers. And I, th- I think like that's how some those people in the church that can't defend their faith are sometimes like that subset that just decide I'm going to, this is my faith. I believe in saving grace and that's all I need. And evangelizing. And, and, yeah. And stuff isn't yeah a part everything of else race. is unimportant, whatever. And they leave it to the side.
2: So I wouldn't or, call it, I, I wouldn't make a break when somebody faith, yeah. is just a believer or disciple.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good distinction. Okay. Could you see what I was going with that yeah. though? Like there's a lot, if you're looking at the overall scope of people who are in or out of the church, Very small percentage of both of those can actually defend the faith. Right.
2: So either one's in it. Right.
0: Right, That's basically what i was saying. Yeah.
2: That's a good point, though, where it's like people are just uh, simply believing but don't know why.
3: Mm.
0: And are believing to get for the purpose of salvation but not for the purpose of spreading the gospel. You know, like there's, right, sure right. there's a decent amount of people. I mean, I've it's even fallen the, into that trap of just being like, <laughs> I got it. You know?
2: Right. It, it's one, yeah, one's just, yeah, saving faith. You're right. You pretty much yeah. nailed that because it's like, I can't necessarily tell you the ergonomics of this chair, but I could tell you that it's going
0: to... i the word ergonomics. That was pretty cool. That was nice,
2: right? Yeah. Um. But but I could tell you that it's going to hold me, you mm-hmm. know, and I sit down on it because I have faith in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's holding me, but it's holding me, you know, I guess it's that.
1: Yeah, because yeah, you're going to have different levels of like – because ultimately, the even the most sound faith that you can have, there's going to be some – there's going to be some point that where there are points in the Bible that you just have to have faith. And that's it. I, I know it's kind yeah, of complicated, I mean, you're, you're, but, you're, but you're, like, yeah. like where did God come from? Ultimately, people have constantly gone through the Bible, and there's no answer other than he has always been. So that comes to you just have to have faith in what God's word has to say about what yeah. being an eternal. Yeah. We not get into that. Yeah, yeah. I know there's other, there, yeah. there comes certain point, there are certain mm. things where it, it is ultimately just, uh, you know, faith in what God has to say. Yeah. You're not going to have the answer for every single question. yeah but there's and, yeah. levels of whether you're just like, okay, God saves and that's all I need. Or you're going to be someone that goes deeper and you're going to be, like we said before, where kids make that decision in middle school, you're going to be the person that goes out and evangelizes, or you're just going to be a pew filler. Mm. Yeah, you have yeah. your salvation—that's and that's Just, all
0: you need. Just last recap. Tuesday, we're going through the Red Sea, and yeah. I spent a good More hour. Exodus. Huh? We're, we were, yeah. We're, we're, we're not physically walking yeah, through yeah, the Red we're Sea. We're in to You know, we didn't have enough did. time yeah. um, to fly there, but we're going through Exodus, talking about the Red Sea. And I spent a solid hour of my like my lunch break trying to figure out because if you type it, where in, was the, Where Where was and also how it happened? You know, like trying to get if you. Um, there are atheists and Christian scientists that are trying to prove that the, the certain physiological geographical circumstances where well, wind could come in from the top and blow the wind mm-hmm. you know, and it happened and none of it really satisfied. Yeah, it, none of it really clicked and jived with scripture, which is my authority. So I, it's kind of, what you're saying, I just okay. like, I, I, it was a okay. miracle. I don't need to fully understand that to accept it. You know?
2: Yeah. Um, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess I was more talking about like, uh, Not necessarily, like, each individual. I guess, like, the absolute truths and logic of, like, can there be, is theism plausible? Is it logical? Yeah. Because I get, because once Genesis 1-1 is true, in the beginning, God, then any of it can be true. Yeah. Because God can do anything. He's outside of space, time, and and matter. So uh, my more is, like, can you you prove that there is a God? Mm. And then, if you can,
0: how do I know yours is the right one? Then you get into the other things. Or even just to like for the semantics of that statement, like, can you at least make a theist God seem plausible?
1: Like, right, can that's you what I'm make saying, a monotheistic. Right. Yeah, I'm saying, like, yeah, he'll yeah, prove
0: yeah. and make plausible are like, I, I always try to phrase it as in, because I can't prove that Jesus is your savior. You know, I can't prove it all the way down to that, but I can't prove well, can with it plausible. beyond a re-
2: reasonable doubt. Yeah. Right. Which
0: I, yeah, plus, yeah, reasonable just doubt. Like a, just like a court case.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, you can't in a cold case, you can't you can't prove anything, yeah. but you can prove it beyond a reasonable doubt.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. You can only lay out the truths and they have to right. make that jump. Yeah, the
2: truths for, yeah, truth for the youths. Yeah. Truths for the youths. Yeah. Um how did we get into that? What were we talking about? That was your question. What did I say? About percentages <laughs> of people. <laughs> uh-huh. people okay. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. So we can get back to serious stuff if anybody thinks of anything to talk about, but we have our Would You Rather still to address tonight. Oh, true. Yeah. Ooh. Go ahead.
2: Throw it out there.
0: All right. So for the record, I think this one was better than last week's, which was mine, and this is this is Joe's, so um, you can give him credit for this one. The, not for any of the Bible stuff, just this. Uh, <laughs> would you rather own a dog that is trapped in a man's body or a man... Trapped in a dog's body. So okay, let so that soak in for me. Let, let me just explain. I right until right now thought it was. Would you rather be? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <that's laughs> and my, I had my answer, and my answer was I. You could switch it to be if you want. You can switch it to see how to- so dumb it sounds when you're on my own. No, my answer was like I would love to shamelessly pee outside. <laughs> Oh, I mean I – yeah. No, the, I mean I You're put everything nonsense. else aside. <laughs> my family disappearing, that wasn't what I was thinking. I was thinking <laughs> that I love peeing outside and I would be able to do it legally whenever I want on street signs, whatever. Old ladies, you can you – know. but now that I know it's owned, that makes me sound so juvenile. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> uh, would you rather own a dog – now I got a process through. Would you rather Don't own a dog. dog trapped in a man's body? So –
2: so, <laughs> so owning's weird when you put it, the man like befriend. Yeah. Would you rather? Yeah. Would yeah. you rather a
0: leash? <laughs> fit in and, like all these margins? Man's
2: body, but it's like does
0: dogs. Maybe dogs. this is not.
1: Yeah, how? How? Oh, dude, does this that is work? tough because like... this is basically like your two characters for this, right? So you got your uh, dog trapped in a man's body, so you befriend Gronk, Rob Gronkowski. Okay. Oh, okay. I was thinking okay. Scooby, but you're okay. thinking of a dumb okay. person. Yeah, okay. basically. Or, or your friends with Scooby Doo. Right. And that's basically what your, your choices so, are
4: so yeah that's why I, I'm, I'm with the Scooby-Doo one because I feel like that'd be more fun I Yeah, don't I'm gonna have to I'd pick like a, yeah, a, a man trapped, trapped in, in a dog's, dog's body because also yeah. it
1: looks less weird yeah. and yeah. I can <laughs> <laughs> you like walking a man yeah you're right I didn't think about it because I definitely applied everything like with a dog to the person so like I didn't think of like oh it's just a, like a normal guy walking around in a shirt so with a dog like, brain guys but... just trying to stuff people's butts yeah one,
2: <laughs> one would get you arrested very fast
0: one would get me famous. The, the other, I just have a dumb friend the other way. Well, I could get famous real quick if I had a Because it would be sick having own. a dog. That yeah, I guess it's name. a really
2: easy answer. Yeah. And I don't
0: have to own it. I mean, I don't have to like be a bad owner. Can, it can live its life, man. I mean, I don't know. But all right, so would you rather... Let's change it to B so it would make it harder. Would, would you, you rather, rather be, be a, a dog trapped in a man's body or or be doubles. a dog... Be a man. Man trapped in a dog's body.
4: So, so the first... Part is if a dog was basically in my body. And
0: right, but I'm still imagining you're still, per- th- you're still a little bit personified. So like
2: you'd, you would just have – it would almost be like Spider-Man. Like you're – you have the power. You're a man, but you have the powers of a dog.
1: I feel like it's different. You're like a bloodhound. No, it's that, is that, is that not the That's same yeah, You're like a
2: bloodhound. You can smell like – like, some, someone's burning something EHT. But I can talk.
1: Like yeah. he saw something. I remember. No, right? I mean
2: that's well, I, that's kind of how I, I was thinking it. Like, I, I was thinking of I'm, I'm <sighs> thinking
1: I'd rather be a uh, uh, man stuck in a dog's body. The only thing is the only drawback's the food. Like you can't be giving me that dry stuff all the time. No, that's like, what I you be getting. same That's thing. part of it. Not well not if my owner likes me, man. It also depends on the dog. You be try That's true. I don't want to be a chihuahua. Twa- all twa- right,
2: twa- if twa- you had to pick twa- a kind of dog to be, what would it be? German Shepherd. Yeah. Why? Strong,
0: fast, smart. Okay, so then one not a pit bull?
3: Because <laughs>
0: the they're not us. fast or strong. Then I can't run. You think you, don't, you think you could outrun a pit bull? I didn't say that. It wasn't implied at all with what I just said. <laughs> just compare. <laughs> it to I just, to, I just compared, don't know why I wouldn't... Just I'm compared gonna... to a <laughs> 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 So you think you could chew it? <laughs> 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 you could chew through a bone faster than a pit bull? <laughs> no. Okay, okay. No, I just feel like a lot of dogs fit into that category. <laughs> no, because... You may seem super super only uh, like a different one. They're consistently <laughs> always... It,
4: isn't that why they use them as yeah, like police yeah. dogs and stuff? They're like, like elite dogs. And like army dogs, like they, they're, they're the best dogs. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, are they? Um, not in terms of like for us. Like for I households. mean, like there's Newfoundland saving
0: people out of like rivers
2: that are very yeah, smart. German Shepherds and like, are
0: very trainable, real smart. Like I'm yeah. not saying they're the best ever, but for a household, they're not that great because they're one person dogs, so they're not like great. To like, they'll attack your kids and stuff if they're. Uh, yeah, I can attest but, to that. I uh, get bit uh, by German Shepherds. Yeah, have but, you really?
1: Yeah, across my face. That's why I have those scars across my eyes. I'd never notice. If you look close, I have I have them on either side. My grandma's dog bit me in my face. Mm.
2: Yeah. Love them. Love dogs. Alright. Wh- so so if you dog. had to be if you had to be a dog, what would you be? Probably an Aussie Shepherd. I don't know That was very specific. Yeah.
1: You thought about this? Yeah. Why an Aussie Shepherd? Fast? Dude, basically I can't I'm, hear the same answers that he just No, said. I'm basically Xena. I I can herd animals. Mm-hmm. I'm fast. I get to literally just go <laughs> out and run in a in a field. Look at this. I got blue eyes.
2: No, I know. What's not, I know this is, sorry, I
1: just did. That was a really poor podcast thing. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. My so sister has that. It's, it's either the I willow. Have
0: dog abilities as, a, as me, yeah. or I'm just a person that has to live like a dog the rest of my life. Yeah, I'm going to be you. a superhero. No, in the what, Basically, what
2: I'm saying is would you rather be a, a dog but have human abilities? Or would you rather be? Would you rather be a human with dog abilities? Human with dog abilities, done. Yeah. Like that's that's much easier. Yeah. yeah. Imagine being a dog with being as smart as a human.
1: What are you going to? You're not going to go to college or something. Like, I can't I even like, beat you in a fight. Apparently, I'm in a I'm in a dog's body though, right? <laughs> if you if you're a pit bull, you could. <laughs> if I was a wolf, if you're a pit bull or Rottweiler, you could. Yeah. Can I walk yeah. bipedally, though? Ooh. I, I mean, how weird dog? would that look? A smart dog, man.
0: man. Yeah, I guess it would be the human one with dog abilities. Yeah, one's a superhero. One, you become an animal.
1: Like, <laughs> 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 you get shocked by my my jacket, like Bennett yes. <laughs> in one. Are we still recording? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> I feel like we dropped a few IQ notches on. The- yeah, okay, that's the, the point. The yeah. okay. A little, a little yeah, something for everybody.
1: So decompression yeah. after the deep yeah. convos.
2: If you had to be an animal, what would you be? Oh.
1: That's going to take a second. No, okay, I'll not. come
2: back to you.
4: Cool. you know, what would is your is. dog be? Come, oh, dog! You oh, said cheetah. an animal. Uh, I know. I'm switching because I asked you. It's prehistoric one. and okay.
1: dead. Oh my gosh! Well, if, if we're picking like all time, I'd obviously be a Raptor. Yeah, uh, I, I, I was gonna pick that for yeah, you. <laughs> I knew yeah. that. Was your yeah. If we're present time, cheetah. Okay, why? Run fast, dude. That's it. Yeah, open plains,
2: dude. Gazelle, done. That's not true. They missed like 90% of their attacks. Yeah, but I'm going to get it, though, eventually. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to get that 10%. Just, yeah, you can, 10%, by, you can probably catch a gazelle 10% of the time now. We're eating. We're eating once I catch. Uh, you're right. I'm right, coming at you, Adam. I see you
0: thinking. I, I mean, I'm just going to go with the easy one with like a dog. I think their lives are pretty sweet. They make people happy all the time, they don't have a lot of chores. And they get They food. don't have a lot of chores. Do a no. lot of animals have chores? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, but, but I'm saying like this I, I, have thinking, I, have thought, I have thought about that. Yeah, you have no. chores. You gotta you gotta go find your prey and eat it and stuff. I'm just people put dry crumbs in my mouth once a day and I'm good. Yeah, but you could have said like a zoo lion.
2: <laughs> okay, no, yeah, there, yeah, are, there, zo- are, there the are. There are
0: some. Wait, what? I don't you know. Did, I could choose. The, I could say like a uh, like a yeah, but not all dogs are domesticated. There's wild dogs. I mean, I mean, I would say the majority. Okay,
2: <laughs> there are some a- animals that are just like work animals by no like. A horse or an horse. ox? Yeah, they're just born into employment. Yeah, did you ever think about that? Yeah, do they have like i 95s Like, do they have tax forms? No, That's but not... I'm just saying, like, they like. I always think about that. Anytime we're in Old City and I see the horses pulling the carriages around, like probably literally like around, the blocks, <laughs> around the same blocks around, it's like, man, you you could have been any animal, but you're the one that has to just pull this carriage the, every yeah, day. You love life. it, or they seem like they do. What?
0: I just said that they probably don't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, yeah, they love know. it. They're great. They
0: love it. They're great. They're happy. Let's just move on. <laughs> like in the Amish, like when you go to the stay in Lancaster, they're just clopping along yep, everywhere. Everywhere. All right. Side note this is, <laughs> we're getting further off track. My, nu- I was so anxious driving in Lancaster. Can you imagine, what did I say wrong? Can you imagine hitting an Amish buggy that's being pulled by horses? <laughs> By the way, speaking oh, of sp- <laughs> speaking of Lancaster, no, bro, that, imagine I, coming I, up over a hill. That would be awful. Imagine coming up over a hill. You break the stinking horse's legs, there's person <laughs> flying, and then you gotta hear the scream Oh my gosh. Ooh. I was every time I went do over their a hill, get, I was going so slow. Do their horses get totaled?
3: <laughs> do they have Action horse insurance,
1: insurance. horse it might actually be a thing honestly yeah, it's, it's got you guys to be. Are horses are
0: like thousands and thousands do the homage have insurance i don't know how that works do they have like njm like i don't know how that no, works I'm
1: not sure it's probably well, like no because they're yeah, not Eagle new jersey it's probably like pet insurance True, so maybe PJ? no just pm no. maybe like pet insurance because that's a thing you can get your pet insurance that's true. but they might I have to do like
0: electronic payments
1: and yeah, I'm honestly not sure how that would work. But, that, yeah, that's always a terrifying thing is, like, being there because you know it's, mean? like, bad enough when you hit someone else in a car. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine. Like, I'm, I'm that buggy is crumbling like a tin can, like, no doubt. So and it's, that, like, always terrifying that, like, someone's going to, like, <laughs> pull out in front of me. Like,
0: Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, and, all right, one more thing. It's, like, so at that, I came back and I told Vince this. And then he told me this story at Camp Palawasa one year. The pastor came and spoke it. He had just hit one. Oh. How often nah. are they getting hit? That's what I'm saying. Why it's do they par- not have their own lanes? They have
1: reflectors. Yeah, he, no, he, no, no, <laughs> they do <laughs> like that. Like that's it. All you need is reflector. You're never gonna hit. like yeah, you just need the big orange triangle on the back of it. Yeah. You're good.
0: No, he like he said he had he killed someone and and the horses and it was like a month later and he was like dealing with it. Oh, he, he, was, he like, killed hey, somebody. He killed yeah. Them? Oh, that's okay. crazy! Like, man, it was obviously an accident, and the pastor was like crying about it to him. And because I came back and I was like, "Bro, imagine if this happened." And he was like, "Bro, that happened to the pastor back." I was like, "It does happen."
1: Like my anxiety yeah.
0: went so much higher, but I know it yeah, it's so in my terrifying. Head
1: that's I yeah, i no, not I'm never gonna. What does that consider? Is that
0: like wait, he killed the purse or he killed the horse? I think it was so both. Man,
4: <laughs> manslaughter is unintentional murder, accidental.
0: Yeah, yeah. Accidental murder. I don't know if it's jailed. I, I don't know. I don't want to talk about yeah, that anymore. Yeah, I guess but, depends. Yeah, that was dark.
3: Yeah, Shoof. dark.
0: Yeah, so I if, if I had to rank the lowest animal, I'd rather be, it would be the Amish horse. That'd be at the bottom. I, wouldn't like I, I, I don't know because really I don't much. even. Feel, I feel like they, that's like they're, dude. They're just like
2: so. Sh- that's like nothing to them. It's on wheels. I'd rather than yeah. that, like a war horse. That they're pulling
0: chariots. i oh, getting true. stabbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, out. I feel like they, I feel that way
1: with every animal, though. <laughs> it's <pretty laughs> like As a human. But, I don't want to get stabbed. like the war elephants. <laughs> huh? The war elephants that they used to use. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like a, anything in
2: the cold would be horrible. Like being a sled dog.
1: Mm. They love it, well, I, I say, know, they, they love it. They, they actually, they they were, actually <laughs> love it.
2: No, fun. Uh, you this keep is saying a, that. I don't know if this is legitimately a fact, but I'm going to say it like it is because I heard it was, that huskies will legitimately run until, like you actually have to stop them, they'll run until they die. Because mm. they, they just, yeah. they lo- the more they do it, the more they love it. It's like the, the serotonin dopamine keeps getting, but like they'll actually kill themselves because they can't. Wow. So what was your animal being? I told you, you they love it. Right? What uh what we, animal you'd like to be? I like or not dislike like to be. Like to be? I'm I would probably <laughs> say um. Whew. I mean, I would any kind of maybe a okay. Either a parrot? Whoa. okay. Or
4: not expecting that.
0: Yeah, I me mean,
2: neither. Or a gorilla. Mm.
4: That I was expecting.
2: Like a silverback. Mm. Because <clears throat> Both mm. of them have similar human traits, so I still have that,
4: mm.
2: but both of them have extraordinary other traits. Well, that's a good explanation. So if I'm a parrot, I could talk still, but I could also fly.
4: But only talk with people.
2: You can only say parrot that back to them. Yeah. No, but parrots can, parrots have like, uh, we have like two, we have, they have like ten times the amount of vocal cords we have. The, so like, but I'm saying in the wilderness, they can mimic other birds.
4: Yeah, but it's, it's all mimicking, so you can't just say whatever you want.
2: Correct, but okay. to us, it's like they're kind of talking to us, even though they're really not. So you're saying they're still pretty intelligent. Yeah, they're still to be able to gotcha. do that. Like mm-hmm. they can mimic, they can mimic like lawnmower noises. Mm-hmm. Like they can just. Oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. insane. So can I? Um, yeah, but you can't fly. True.
0: So that that's where they got you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, but and then Ask gorillas, it's like you know they can, <clears throat> they have thumbs, you know, but then they're like us on steroids. But what I would this what what I wouldn't want to be the most is probably a Targier.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I'm going to giggle just, like I know what that is.
2: <laughs> that's just, they know what it is. My current me? life is a Targier. <laughs> it's it's the most anxious
0: animal on the planet. It, is it a dog? It, it's a, it's a, a
2: little it's a little primate. Okay. They're about the size of your fist. It's little things with the huge eyes. Okay. I think they're marsupials.
0: You wouldn't want it. The, yeah. It's
1: just cuz Mars- it's anxious. Yeah, but what, I think they're different. No, they, they
2: commit suicide at a high rate.
0: Whoa.
1: Yeah. Yep. They're, they're in the they fi- like- they're,
2: so they're in the Philippines right and you have to if you're going to visit if you're going to anywhere where they're going to be and they know that you have to be completely silent anything like they, they like when there's thunderstorms or tight ty- why are you laughing
0: I just I don't need to work it <laughs> No, when,
2: when he you told us the story, he, he didn't believe time, it. He was in tears when I first told him. No, dude, I, I, I was dying.
1: And honestly, it's awful to say. It's still like <laughs> just funny because I just funny. like I think about the reactions, and it's not like the actual death that's funny, but it's the like when you come up with hypotheticals of what could happen. and that that hilarious. Hilarious. Like You sneeze
0: and you get yes. a genocide. Yes, no, no, Basically. no. I'm <laughs> not.
1: I'm not kidding. That's that's real. Like
2: when there's thunderstorms, they just go in and they see Tarzir slaughtered all on the ground, like just like massive. They'll just because here's what they do. Let me explain it. You're laughing. Let me explain. They have like they have a mechanism like in their hand, like you know they they have thumbs and everything. Yeah. So they choke themselves and then they they lock in. Stop. Yeah, it's almost like and, a no, pip- I'm not joking. Yeah,
1: it's like a pitbull's jaw. Apparently they lock like it locks similar.
2: and then they will just kill themselves. So there's mass suicides. I like feel like i you like-
0: heard that last part you've talked about before, but I didn't know any of the first part. I yeah, never yeah, you yeah, tell them yeah. choking and doing that thing. Yeah, so
1: that's why anytime it's come up, like we've we've laughed because it's just like your buddy comes up and like slaps you on the back to say, Hey, what's up? <laughs> and you're just like, Yeah. And <laughs> But it's, it's just it. so funny that they're so anxious that the, they kinda have like it's almost like Masada
2: with the Jews, but like like no, really, it's like they're just like no. You separated the intellectual from the nothing's this? No, Yeah, okay. never again. Nothing's killing me. I'll kill me. I don't care what anybody like you know, what I mean they hit yeah. the slightest thing. Like a cell phone goes off, they're like, "Nah, I'm done. I'm I'm done with this," and they just, they just like
4: choke, they choke
2: themselves to death.
1: And this is what's made it funny is, is <laughs> the amount of the scenarios, scenarios you would think the scenarios of scenarios and the animation behind it is what makes it so funny. Because
2: we we you know you go on these like tours and and they're like serious about it. They're like they, they yeah. just be very very as quiet as you can. Yeah.
1: And there's signs <laughs> there's signs. <laughs> I just, <I> just <laughs> next picture them being like, you see this. This is a Tarsier body pack. If you're not quiet, we'll need voices. Or there's a poster. It's like
0: 1948, and it's like remember And it's the day someone sneezed <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's wild. I never, I didn't even know that until I went. You know, I, mean, I didn't even wow.
0: know. So you wouldn't want to be them because you'd be dead.
2: Just yeah, but just like you, I mean, you to have to be ch- so you're constantly anxious. Yeah. If all it takes is a sneeze, and you're that's you're like I, I'm in, I'm done.
0: I'm ending it. So the opposite that would be what a koala, because they're just like always. Like, just don't you care about like, anything. Polar uh, bear, maybe. I feel like they're concerned about like their landmass. I you know polar bears. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, a, I think what you ever see the picture of like the polar bear and the the, the thing that's shrinking, like the yes. small. And then Have you're, no, you're thinking about, about polar, bear. polar bear. What'd you say?
1: Did you say polar did bear? I just say, what you did said, I just say? You said you koala, said you started with koala, and then you said polar after that. And I was kind of like, I don't think of those as easy going animals. So yeah. Like, and I, then
4: you just said polar bear. And then so, I just said polar
1: bear. Wait, hold on. Oh, are you okay? <laughs> when I said polar, I was thinking panda. My bad.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I'm either- so used to thinking of a polar bear as a <laughs> going a polar bear.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh-oh, well, the, the picture of the, the polar bear and the little thing, though, you turn the camera yes, around, there's like yeah. a 40 mile iceberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's just chilling. I don't think that's that peaceful light, though. What about aquatic? animal what aquatic animal or, are, I, I are they, they called animals or are they i don't care uh, a dolphin yeah, do are they called they're, animals or like oh, yeah, oh my gosh no like like 100%, Muddy, 100% Muddy.
2: octopus ooh
4: that's also a good one
2: not only can they they're smart, they're they're like
4: smaller than dolphins yeah and they can also like like change their to, texture to uh, like small place, like they can uh, not it's not shaped oh yeah like, It can fit the the crack uh, yeah, the yeah like they're like super what's the word for that
1: I don't, I don't know. have an answer for that. They one. have, they're like uh, malleable, they really like a skeleton. So yeah, they're able to like mm-hmm. make through mm. cracks and stuff. No, I know. Yeah, I,
0: I, uh, You ever see an octopus walk took, on land? Like, that's a good answer.
1: I know. I, <laughs> I, I could yeah, take that, that one, but
2: it'll keep you up for a couple <laughs> nights.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a giant squid. Okay, it's cool. I mean, it's almost the same thing. No, but I'd be, you don't be wrecking whales. Oh, is that that's real? True. though? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're yeah, like they thirty feet long. They have wild. They have like a lot of whales that found that have like huge suction cup. Scarring from like they these watch them giant... on
0: beaches They're like boat sized. It's crazy.
1: How Jeez. weird is a walrus, by the way. Dude, how how Very weird's weird. the water?
2: I mean it's the only animal with it. it's got like saber toothed tiger fangs. Mustache. Yeah. It's got, it's the, like, it's it's got, got the it's got Brady the Barry, It's got
1: the berry prime special <laughs> up top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah no, dude, they're wild
1: and they're huge.
2: Yeah.
0: Walruses it's, are huge yeah, walrus are huge. Never seen one. I would probably say dolphin, since you took octopus. Dolphins are pretty cool. They're fast.
1: And you said it too, but I'm yeah. saying that's okay. also mine. Yeah, I, like I said, either giant got, squid or, or maybe a Greenland shark. Greenland shark. Those boys just be chilling in the cold water. I have no idea what that is. Yeah. It's a shark that literally just lives for hundreds of years and it just chills. Really? It barely moves. It's just... Narwhals are pretty cool. Blazing. Now we're just naming cool animals.
4: Yeah, we got to end this.
0: Do we, though? No, I mean, we obviously on not They know, can online. push pause whenever they want and stop. That's
2: true.
0: Yeah, what, what are narwhals? The, I Feel like you guys the, are like teaching me no, about no, at yeah, all They're like the whales.
3: That have the whales with the horn uh, on it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the one that uh, and now magic I card. Oh my god, <laughs> that was amazing, Mr.
0: <laughs> What's a Gyarados? Isn't that a I no Oh That's a, that's a dude <laughs> oh <my laughs> gosh. So Talk
1: about talk about weird animals. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this up. Anyone listening, you can pull this this animal up. It is a this bird that um. I was reading through when I was going through like the dinosaurs and things like that. And it's a, uh, it's a bird that, um, the secular world kind of tries to use to like fit into their idea of like a transitional animal. Yeah. But these things are the most wild looking animals, birds. Yeah. They have, they have wings and they have hands on the wings that they use to help like climb That's nightmare material, yeah nightmare and wait. it, it kind of looks like a dinosaur like a bat wait kinda? is this
4: the one that also makes the sound that
1: you showed me the... no that thing is that no that is a duck, Bro, what are these a, animal a conversations
4: that i've not
0: been a part of this
1: is this thing's called a, a hostin.
0: you guys just discuss birds with hands yeah we sincerely thank you for listening to this week's episode of encounter on this podcast our goal is to encounter christ culture and each other and specifically in the each other part, in our real conversations that sometimes span two to three hours, you may hear an opinion that you disagree with. First, please know that scripture is our ultimate authority and that the word of God is the ultimate test of objective truth. Second, know that we are all part of the body of Christ and we are constantly learning and growing as well and would love to hear from you if you think differently on a topic. You can do so by DMing us on Instagram. If you have been blessed by this podcast at all, please subscribe, like, and share it.